from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Toadhopnetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Live from the Toad Hop Network at the John Lovitz Theater, this is Laugh It Off with Craig <laughs> Shoemaker. Action, here we go. Hello, hello. I just said hello. 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 I was hello. a combination of hello and hello. Hello. I think I'm hanging out with... You are Jewish. It's like hello. Who wants some hala? I didn't say hala. I didn't say <laughs> I, meant, I, I was supposed to be gangsta. Hala. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> Whenever I say they, I always feel like an old man. You know, these or kids today... Or, or racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Holla. You know, actually, I have a, uh, I was thinking about the other day is, um, you know, can you, uh, can you bro a bro if you're white? Because I'm a big a guy, I'm a big guy who says bro a lot. I go, hey, what's oh. up, bro? Especially if I don't remember someone's name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on the bro. Yeah, I love, you know, I, I love the bro. I think it's fantastic. But is it racist if you say it to a black person? Like oh, no, I think it's. Good. We were staying at his hotel the other day, and it was and it was filled with African Americans having some sort we of a were party. In Atlanta, we we're in Atlanta, and they had a, parties going on in the hotel, and and I and I, you know, you go, you know, walking by someone, you know, and I want to go, hey, what's up, bro? And then I, I realized, <laughs> I realized he's going to go. You just call me bro. I mean, is that offensive? Maybe someone can call us who is African American descent. <laughs> yeah. I think it's only offensive if you say brother. Or something and like and hold my hand up like yeah, that do the black like black power, power. Black, no yeah. i've never done that i've never done black power i've never done a, a single gesture in my life but i do do the nod what's up bro and i i have a problem <laughs> saying that to black people because i have a feeling that they're going to think that that's condescending or something like that so, I don't know. did they no. coin have they coined that phrase is it only just black people can say it well, well I don't know, but I don't know what it is. I just like the term, so can I borrow yeah, that? I'm not I going. So. What's up, nigga? You know, oh. <laughs> I put an A on the end. That by the way, yeah. Yeah. I put an A on the end. That, that absolves me. But, but, but that's space. another thing is when you hear in the lyrics, you hear the lyrics of of a lot of songs. That's what they use the N word with the A in the end, yeah. right? which I guess uh, qualifies it. But the, I, I I don't know what the story is. And you have to eye people up and go, wait a minute, is that a bro or not? It could be half. Half bro. And then you just go, hey, what's up, bro? Brother. <laughs> I don't know what the story is, but all I know is I like the word bro. Yeah. And if you're out there and you are African-American, just let me know. Call me now, 888-520-4374. <laughs> or even if you're white, are you offended if I say, what's up, bro? I think you should just start saying, hello, my brother. <laughs> I actually do, my brother. Yeah, my like brother, it. though, is saved for the actual brothers. What's up, like like my friend Mickey? I go, what's up, my brother? And he's like my brother from another mother. And right. you know, but I I don't leave the entire sentence. Hello, brother from another mother. I go, what's up, my brother? Because they are brothers. But bro is like a it's like a term, you know that that I use. Last night uh, had a, had a lot of fun. Where'd you I'm, go? I went to um, a concert. Yeah, and it was a concert with multiple people on it. Who? The first guy I never heard of, so I didn't even. I don't know, his last name was Bush. Jeb Bush? I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> Jeb Bush opening. Oh, act. but that was some guy named Bush. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even bother with that one. Not like really Bush, but. Yeah, right? and I took my son, uh, my teenage son, 13 years old, and uh, to hear daddy's music, yeah. it was it was kind of awkward. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw uh, Ted Nugent opened up after Bush came on. I assumed that maybe it was one of the Bushes, and Ted Nugent got him on the show because he's very, you know, Right wing Republican. Are we Republican. talking about the Bush? Like Bush? <laughs> I hope not. I no, hope not Bush. Oh no, I'm not that stupid. Like, not, no, no, Bush didn't open up 
for, right. for Ario Speedwagon. No, that didn't happen. It would be it's a different amazing. generation. I'm not amazing. that stupid. Uh, I forgot their first name. Maybe they didn't have one. It was just Bush. No, it wasn't Bush. I know who Bush is, okay? Anybody else hear something really dirty when someone just says Bush, Bush, Bush? I do love that. I do love that. Yeah, it's... But I, so I, I didn't see that. But then I heard, then I saw Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. And it was a riot because there's a lot of kids in the crowd, you know, there to see REO Speedwagon. They're very, they're known as very clean, you know, and sticks. And so, oh, love sticks. so they had, they had the, uh, the kids, the kids were there and Ted Nugent, it's fine. Rock and roll is fine. But his in between, the interstitial, they call it, he's F bombing it up. <laughs> Oh, really? oh yeah, and he didn't, and he did it intentionally because he it's outdoor. It was an outdoor place with neighbors and stuff. He's, and he's even going, you know, fuck the neighbors. <laughs> it was like, and my son, that was the best part of the concert for him because he didn't know any of the music. But when someone's dropping f bombs to a thirteen year old and an adult, <laughs> yeah. he's like, Dad, this is great. Do you so, play like yeah, the cool dad when somebody drops that, or are you like cover your ears? Like, what's your reaction when? Which somebody- would be cool. Like the- it definitely would be uncool if I covered his ears. That would be really <laughs> yeah. stupid. But I think, what well, is cool? I don't, I don't even know what a cool dad is anymore. I, I tried to be a cool dad last night, even on the way there. We had a sex talk. Shut on the yeah. way to the Ted what? Nugent the- concert? <laughs> well, it had nothing to do I with that. I to was, speak to you about it, 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 Yeah, We're about to see Ted Nugent. And, <laughs> and when Bush comes on, you're like, that's what I was talking about earlier. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> By the way, he's telling me things that I definitely did not know as a 13-year-old. What? Uh, if things are going on, I hate that word these days, but I have to say it anyway. Now it, these days, I always feel like an old man when I go these days, these kids today, and all that. But I have to say it; uh, they are more advanced. Yeah. Or maybe it's just him. I was a geek, so I'm like trying to tell my geek stories. He's like, Dad, <laughs> so not Dad, I got digits like crazy. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. I can't have the geek talk with him. So how did you start my first, off? I did yeah. tell him about my first sex, though, Oh, which was very young. Your first sex. My first sex was, uh, was a, with a neighbor girl whose mom was always drunk in the basement, so we were able to use her mom's bed, had a full, big, giant bed. I didn't have to go wow. to a cot somewhere in the woods. How old were you? Or on a front seat of a car. I, I actually, 14. I hadn't even at puberty uh-huh. yet. I didn't even know what the hell was going on. And I didn't know what to find down there, so I took a flashlight. You're kidding I did. I brought a flashlight. And by down, you're not going to like this in the basement where the mom was sleeping. No, the mom was in the basement, and I was going to the. the I started with the attic, and then I went worked my way down to the bait to the cellar. And I didn't like what I, Sarah. You're really going to be offended by this, but I'm just telling the truth. That's what happened. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I brought down a care a can of uh, deodorant with me when I was spelunking with the flashlight. You sprayed deodorant on her. Yeah, on, on the her. <laughs> I did. Wow, because well, it I, was stinky. It was just not what I was familiar with. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I have had a lot of smells in my life. I stunk. I was a teenager with bad feet, but it was just a smell that was unfamiliar to me. So I said, "I'm going to bring some arid." I brought a, a can of my mom's arid, <laughs> oh my extra dry. Did it burn her? I don't know. She was, uh, you know, she let me do my experiments. I was like, is this it? Just down there with a beaker and a can. No, I had a whole, yeah, it was all Bunsen burner. I was terrible at science, so I might as well, you know, <laughs> do this. And and I, that's how I found out about the, the female genitalia is I had to go down there with the flashlight. Oh, my God. Like a coal miner. I didn't have like a speed <laughs> hat. I didn't have like a hat with a light on it, but I, I did go down there with the light. 
you know, and then I and I said, "Is this it?" You know, I was crying out. <laughs> no, that's my big toe. It's like it's, we're getting closer. It's like little. That's why I had to bring the flashlight. Right. Cause the first time I was, I was, "Is this it?" I think I was two weeks on her belly button, <laughs> so uh, so I had to bring the light. And uh, so I had I told my son that story last night. Was that inappropriate? I called him bro when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what were you wanting to get out of telling your son about sex? Like, just to have the birds in the bees talk? What was I wanting to get out of it? Like, I, are you, like, wanting to educate him or be like, son, you can come It wasn't like the law of attraction. I didn't set intention. <laughs> but I did say to myself, I want to find out what's going on. Yeah. I, I already know he's in the shower too long. Ah. <laughs> I, and I do know what's yeah. going on there. And so we had some, we had some talks about... Um, about some things. Yeah. Did, Circumcision. We talked about that. Because he's circumcised, right? Not. He Not. That's I, becoming more and more common. To yeah. Not. Well, not as common as I, I thought that. That's the reason. I have a strange reason why it happened. This could be the name dropper show. I have so many names I'm about to drop. Okay. <laughs> the, I, the reasons that he is not circumcised are Whoopi Goldberg, Howard Stern, <laughs> and Heidi Fleiss. You know who Heidi Fleiss is? <laughs> Heidi Fleiss's father is a pediatrician. Now, those are the three people that talked me out of it. Really? He was a preemie, so we had the decision. We didn't have to, uh, you know, we had, we had this decision to make. And my now ex-wife, wife at the time, was saying, no, he's not going to be circumcised which to me was really really foreign yeah. you know yeah i'm like a ra- i'm making arrangements i just thought it was an automatic snip snip this is what you do yeah but no i was and you know me i am the type of person to listen you know, <laughs> I, and I, I i really i really I, I do my due diligence and i was you know i'm a conscious guy you know and i really tried to check these things out so i didn't want to just accept her word on it you know sure you know i just want to she's controlling again but so i said all right i'm going to check this out because uh and i'm like arguing with her and i go and you know he, he, you know i had these stupid arguments oh he has to look like his father and then i realized and then she's like you know I, no i never saw my father's penis but that's not the point <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah because then i realized i've yeah, never seen my father's penis it's not like i go hey let's let's match oh yeah i yeah. guess i get dig at your dna no you don't ever you don't necessarily see Dad's penis, especially when you don't have a dad. Yeah, I was like, your dad wasn't around. So. <laughs> it wasn't like I saw him once every seven years. He goes, can I show you my penis? It's been seven years. It's leap year. Let's show you something here. Just make but, sure everything's working out for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's growing the right way. My mom, I, my son does like this story. My mom, you know, she's always trying to be a you know active mother and, you know, be the father part. And at one time, I, I was a teenager, and it was when I was just starting to s- discover things and everything. And I get this real subtle knock on the door, boom, boom, boom. And I'm already in there, you know, like covering up. Like, What's going on? I was already paranoid that she was going to find out that I was you know, masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> and she walks in real subtle, and she uh. goes, hello, Craig. I just wanted to know if everything's okay with your private parts. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that, like, someone told her, you got to check this yeah, out yeah. with the kid. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh, what? Uh, get out! Get out! <laughs> uh, everything's fine! Uh, it's all good! Uh, and I'm thinking, what, what does she know? What does she know? She found she found evidence. And that's why I thought, you know, and it, actually, if you t- also to tell you the truth, I really did know nothing. I thought ejaculatory fluid, you know, or semen or whatever it was (laughs) i i remember in shop class a guy goes he had glue on his hand he goes it looks like cum i'm going that never came out of me because i was so late with uh puberty yeah i i remember you know when boy scouts i peed the uh i peed my blanket my uh, sleeping bag 
And I thought that was a wet dream. A no. wet dream. It might have been actually. It might have been. It was a. It was very wet. Wait, yeah. I have a quick question I was before soaked. we go back to the yeah. circumcision. Is if you had sex before you hit puberty, couldn't like did you come? You no, can't. I didn't. Right. No, okay. I peed in her. You what? Yeah, I peed. I, <laughs> intentionally? Yeah, because you thought that's what you were supposed to. Do? Yeah, I thought that's what comes out. <laughs> so you were like drinking water beforehand and like getting ready for that. No, I, I, I probably had some beer. You know, um, at thirteen. Oh yeah, I was drinking very early. I'm oh betting she started at five. I started drinking at five. You're kidding? You no. started drinking. You had your first beer or what? no? No, I uh, heavy alcohol at five. From it was called a highball back then. Here we go with the old thing. My father came around and he's drinking the highball, and I wanted to bond with my father, so I I would go here you go. That's how he bonded too. So I had his drinks. He let you have a drink at five. Let me encourage me. Oh. Manhattans, I think they were called, and uh, you know, it, so it, yeah. so yeah, it was. Here you go, this is good stuff. What were you <laughs> like as a five-year-old drunk? I know. Were you just <laughs> sitting there, like, mm. <laughs> uh, that's hard to picture. I know. Like, well, you know, it it wasn't hard for me. I, whenever I tell stories, it's so weird. I actually see shock on some people's faces, and I'm sort of getting that from you right now. Yeah. It is bit, so natural to me. Like even when I would visit my father and go on the mule rides. You know, he takes people on mule rides. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Mule he, rides. <laughs> I haven't told you about that either. So anyway, we would tell the stories to his customers. You know, these, and they were basically child abuse stories. And we'd be howling, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time? <laughs> we always tell the story. He always had like mistresses, and you know, he has, you know, he has his own cult. You know, he calls his harem of women. He's got yeah. like his harem of women, and it, he calls it his harem, and. It was like natural to me. So, uh, yeah, you know, a couple of the harem happens. go on the mule rides with us. <laughs> and he's recruiting people for so the mule ride from my show in the Poconos. It's called Pocono Adventures on Mules. And, and I'm doing my show. And I would get off stage and they had like autographs and people would be lined up for autographs. He said, Tell them who the real love master is. Look at this, I got a harem. And, he, uh. and, and he's got a pad. He goes, Come on for a mule ride. Craig's coming along. And I hadn't seen him in years, so he's using me to recruit people <laughs> for mule rides. Wow. So he recruited them. And, and next thing I know, I, I work late at night. He's banging on my door at 6.45. Come on, they signed up for a mule ride. They want you to be there. So I have to go there and now tell stories about my great childhood with him. Oh, my God. Including, and he, and he would laugh his ass. We'd laugh our asses off at, like, stuff that's not good. It's wow. not just not... These aren't really good bonding stories that, you know, like one time he's, uh, uh, he had a mistress, one of his mistresses that, that was his uh, front person, too. She would tell my mother that there's no child support coming. Oh, and that was her big thing. She was like the, uh, what do they call that? When they go out front and they're mistress? I don't the know. Protector, no, no, the protector? Yeah, no, yeah, she's like, you know, protector. line of defense. Or yeah, whatever, whatever it is. So she would do that. The madam. So she was one of the lead ones. But I actually didn't know that he was sleeping with her at the time because she wasn't very attractive. He you know, had some attractive ones, some not so, and she was not. So I never assumed that he was ever with her. Right. So I was visiting him one summer, and, and he, we bought a bushel of live crabs. And she, we got back, and she was livid. She had found out that he was with someone else. And she takes these crabs, all live crabs, I'm talking about a bushel, and throws them on us in a trailer. Oh. So there's these crabs flying all over the trailer. <laughs> it's like attack of the crabs. I'm, I was up on a coffee table. How, how old were you? Uh, I was I was like 13 at the time, and, and it, so these crabs are like. You know, so those were my first crabs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you have crabs. Yeah, I got off, some big yeah. old crabs. <laughs> they were stuck to me and everything. These claws are, 
You know, they were on my ankles, and you know, they were just trying to escape, and she threw them at him. And, uh, I mean, there are so many stories of, uh, I don't know where I'm going with that, because I, yeah. we, we, we were talking about... Sex talk well, with your no, son. Yeah, Sex talk. And back to, like, to the why he's not circumcised, and then... Oh, that's what it was, right. why yeah. he's not circumcised. So I was, um, I, I had a decision to make, you know. I mean, I'm part of the decision. I never got my own way with my ex anyway, but still, <laughs> that's, a, that's another story. But I'm really going to do my due diligence. And uh, like I said, he was a preemie, so there's no issue. He can't do anything when they're preemies. He's still in an incubator and everything. So now the time's coming, and I happen to be on the Howard Stern show mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, so he at the he had a doctor on what when I was there by coincidence, saying that it's mutilation. Hmm. It's mutilation to circumcise a child. And so that was the first I'd ever heard of. I'm going. And then I'm going. There's another issue i got to bring to therapy. They mutilated me. (laughs) No wonder she was asking me, is anything wrong with your private parts? And and then I start looking at it, and there's a you know I'm going maybe they messed up this thing you know because <laughs> you don't know you don't explain like, so much you don't talk to your buddies and go how does it feel because you really can't find out what a feeling is because uh-huh. apparently it takes away some feeling if you do this yeah Although, and then I started thinking logically logically why do you do this so then I then I brought it to Heidi Fleiss's father was our pediatrician and he's Jewish too so I said hey look what about you know the covenant and he goes right. yeah it's a covenant. He goes, so was killing your firstborn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was too. But they got rid of that one. So yeah. he goes, why not get rid of this one? Because this guy, this guy's anti-circumcision. So I said, really? You know, I've been all these brisses and everything. Right. You know, with the moil and chop chop and the scream. <laughs> and they said, no. When he's screaming, they're they're going. It's they're in pain. My dick hurts. <laughs> they're, they're, my dick. Well, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> if they could hurt, talk, right? they'd be safe. My <laughs> dick hurts. <laughs> and then Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg is a old friend of mine and Jewish. Uh, yeah, Jewish. Yeah. So I went to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said. Do you have any good moils? My uh, sister. No, she says she said uh, she had done sister. the research for some reason, and she told me as well, "Don't do it, don't do it," because it's uh, it's natural. And then I thought to myself, all these great feelings that I've had sexually, they could have been even more enhanced if I did if I had my foreskin. Well, I mean, there's arguments on both sides of that. I, I there are, and that's what I friend. did with Justin last night. Yeah. Justin is now talking about getting circumcised at 14 years oh, old. Oh, God! He's, he's, he's going to be 14 this summer. He's talking about it now. And, I, and so we had a long discussion about it. And, uh, by the way, you can call us and weigh in on this if you want. 888-520-4374. Hold on. Let me get the number out. 888-520-4374. If you have any input on this. So I have I have two friends who have had adult circumcisions, and uh, uh, one of them claims that it actually does feel better now. Really? But he can't last nearly as long, <laughs> so he kind of misses it. So wait a minute. I would think it'd be the opposite. I would think it'd be so sensitive you last like two seconds. Well, supposedly the skin kind of comes back, and so that's what you he can't told me. Really... Justin told me that last night. Did He's, he? He said, "Yeah, it looks normal when I." He goes, oh, "Yeah, when it's par- hard." Pardon me for saying this, Dad. When I have a, a boner, <laughs> <laughs> yes. this is so weird to have this conversation. But you're supposed to. You're you supposed are. to be. I'm supposed to be adult, and I'm supposed. And I'm trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Oh, pardon me for saying boner," and uh, he goes, "And it looks normal." And I said, and, right. he, "And I said, well, that's usually when they're going to see it. But then when it goes back into, um, you know, to Hibernate. hide, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, the anteater. It looks like an anteater. It does. Yeah, <laughs> it totally does. Well, I said you might be made fun of. And then he told me this is what this is where I was lied to by uh, Whoopi Stern and uh, Fleiss's father. You know, um, uh, the Doctor Fleiss 
uh, they said the percentages of kids that are that are not circumcised is way up right now, like at forty percent. And that's when I went, okay, that was the one that did it. Because uh-huh. to me, it's mostly about embarrassment. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> most of my stories in my childhood have to do with some embarrassment. First, it was no pubic hair, but I settled that one. I'm all set with that. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you I'm, finally I'm, grew some. I'm good. I'm good <laughs> to go. All right. I remember the first time I got two pubic hairs. You know, we we were very poor, so we. We didn't have shower. We didn't have a shower, so I never got a good look at down there. And then we and we had community showers, which is another thing. Justin told me they don't do that anymore. Yeah, we, we all had community really? showers. We we're growing up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you saw who was. I could still tell you this day who had pubic hair early. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, and I would analyze them. I go, he's short. How come he has pubic hair? You wanted pubic hair. I did not. I was scared. Seriously? I got oh it. I was no. Like, Get that out of here. Well, I finally, I finally stayed at this, these rich people's house, and they had a really good light in the shower, and I saw like three, and I'm like scrubbing them up, and lathering. <laughs> I was so excited, like three. And I was like, ooh, this is the greatest. And now I'm ready to go in the community shower because I used to run through or not shower at all. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I finally go in there. I'm soaping the three up. <laughs> so it was almost like a celebration. Yeah. And Braiding Joe Johnson at recess in front of everybody goes, hey, Craig, I seen you shower. You ain't got no hair in your dicky. <laughs> that was it. Two years. Never showered again. I had full bush before I went back in yeah. just to bring it all back to bush. Do you guys call them bushes, too? No, uh, I don't know. Typically. <laughs> Not typically. I don't know. I, I'm so. It's like a tree with a like a planter around it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind I don't know of what bush. We call it. Well, what do, what do you do? I mean, I mean, I didn't know what to tell him, so I was just trying to give him advice. I do know someone in, as an adult. I'm, I, what's weird though is you guys were saying you become uh, more sensitive without it. No, I he think, said he said yeah. he became more sensitive after the circumcision. Because it's like, you know, sensitive yeah. tissue now that it's been kind of cut up. So after. But it, now he can't, yeah, after. And now he can't last as long because of the extra sensitivity. So it's extra sensitivity. I thought it would be more sensitivity. I, I've it's, heard that too. I, yeah. I've not heard nothing but that. The natural way is more sensitive. Yeah. Maybe someone can call us. Uh, yeah. you, you know, they're not lighting up the numbers here, so we'll have to keep it between us. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. My, another friend of mine, uh, he converted. Yeah. And he got one as an adult. That's yeah, that's what, why my friend. Mm-hmm. And it was his choice, too. Mm-hmm. And Same. he didn't do it. I mean, he, I think he had a moil. I don't know if he was in Zeta's lap when he did it at 38 years old. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, probably not. You know, I don't think they had a bris in the backyard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do that for Justin if he decides to? What, a bris? Yeah. No, I'm not going to have a bris. I'm going to, I told him, I said, I'll knock, I'll, I didn't say I'll knock you out. I said, I'll have you, I'll give you anest- anesthesia. I'll make sure that they give you that. So you support oh, no, it. Yeah. You're going to support it if that's. What he wants to I do. support I support my children no matter what mm-hmm. you know and I support them saying what they feel and he's starting to talk about the embarrassment he already uh, you know yeah a little bit so I'm in support of whatever he wants to do I will uh, and I'll research it and I have researched this already and I told him that last night so I I don't know you know he's going to do what he needs to do his cousin did it too as an adult he yeah had, he got the snip. So, uh, you know, I, I, I was very honest with him about everything. And I, you can't go too far, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're talking sex with your, with your child. Yeah, that's the question is know? when do they start getting to the age where you can tell them about some of these stories in your past? Like the big, like the big heavy ones. Like when, when is appropriate age? Like when, do you, when can you trust that depends they can handle the child. Isn't that weird to say? But it depends on the child. I have my, all three of my boys, all three sons are completely different. They're all going to hear things at certain times. And Jared is just a goofball. You know, I have no heavy talks with him. Yeah. He, I, he's just goofy, <laughs> you know, so I do goofy talks with him. Yeah. And, 
And I've tried to encourage him to, you know, hey, how do you feel about something? Nope, just, he's, hey, it's all good. <laughs> you know, he yeah. went four for four the other day in baseball, right? Yeah, Jared. And, yeah, but he doesn't care. He doesn't know. He didn't even know who won. Uh, he didn't even know who won. And, <laughs> I, and, and I had to have videos to find out, you know, that he pitched. He said, yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> who'd, you, who'd you play? I don't know. <laughs> He goes, let's play Wii. <laughs> you know, he's just in the moment, wow. so he's a different That's guy. Cool. But Justin's always been like an intellect and just mm-hmm. really, really, uh, like uh, I mean, I also spent more time with Justin in that way too, is in, encouraging him to talk. But now he's starting to get to the embarrassed part. Like we went to the concert last night, and he's he's like texting during the concert. And I know he was texting. My dad's dancing right now. I'm really embarrassed. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know I was yeah. trying to read his text. See, yeah. that's because I know though. that's what he was saying. Because I was really jamming it out. But you know, he's he's going, Dad. It's Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> what are you doing, jamming out to? <laughs> Heard it from a friend, really? <laughs> oh. So it, I was going to say, like, that's the thing is that kids are going to be embarrassed at that age by everything. Yeah. So, no matter foreskin, what. Foreskin, no foreskin. You're going to have bad sexual experiences. Yeah. But they don't. But they don't tease like they did when we were growing up. If someone wasn't circumcised when I was growing up, they seriously. I'm not even exaggerating. They'd have to move. Unless and, and they I'd had be, a I'd big be one, one of the reasons. Right? I would be one of the reasons because I would rip on them. Don't you think if they, though, had like a giant package that you'd be like, that's weird, but man, have, have it up. Well, you'd be wondering you'd be wondering if that was the reason they had a giant package. You'd because be like, of the going, nose, the ant nose? You'd be going, does that give you an extra three inches or something? <laughs> you know I mean? You'd be like inquisitive if you're a kid. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know what the answer is. But the, we had a great time last night, though. Um, this is an unusual thing, but... I am the reason that REO Speedwagon and Sticks are together. And I've thought this for years, but then they gave me credit backstage. They You're really, kidding. I, I brought them together in 98. I hosted a TV show called My Generation. It was a really weird, like this rock and roll show. Mm-hmm. And generations would play each other. But they were like guests on the show. I introduced them. They came to my comedy show. They bonded. They ended up touring together for all these years. I was 98. It was, a first, it was the first virtual reality show. It was all green screen. I was in Kermit's colon for 12 hours a day. It was, it was a nightmare. So I got them together, and now they're still touring together. And they have Ted Nugent on the show, which I have no idea how that works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a strange combination. Does that music mean we're going to that a break? That means what that means. Man, there's so much There's so much I want to get to. We're right. going to get to it. We are. We are. Sarah and I had a great time in Atlanta. You know what? Instead of taking a break, actually in the lead in the break, we're going to do real spots. Real spots? Now... Here's the type of person I'm looking in the camera when I say this. I do not just take on any advertiser. All right, that's a lie. If you have money, I'll take it. But anyway, but no, I really want advertisers that I can believe in. So what we did was, just to let you in on this, we went to certain people that we use their products. And uh, so we want them to be our advertisers. It's kind of like law of attraction. It's like... I want Reactor Watch to advertise. See this beautiful Reactor Watch? Yeah. They have so many cool watches. They do. They do. So we started with Reactor Watches. And then I'm also really into cleanses. Uh-huh. So guess what? We have a- Pure Cleanse. Pure Cleanse. Came to us. Just had it this morning. Had another shake. And my BMs are beautiful. <laughs> is that is that a... I, I do live reads here, but I don't need to read it. Because let me just tell you first, before we get to the actual... Actually, Sarah, you can handle the facts on this, but I will tell you what it's been doing for me. Okay, tell First us. of all, I am alive. I am alive and I have <laughs> lots of energy. And there are several reasons for that. I take another juice, but we'll get to that another day. 
But I've been taking these shakes. I've been doing the shakes. Matter of fact, little Jackson brings them to me. He does. It's so adorable. He's two years old, and he just and that's his big thing. He goes, Daddy shake, and he hands it to me out for our little magic bullet blender thing. Uh-huh. So he makes me a personal shake. He and mommy. And they bring me the shake, and then and I drink it. And um, I'm not that big into shakes. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always think to myself, if you drank a milkshake, you'd still lose weight if that's all you're doing. But this, <laughs> ha- this is very filling, but it also at the same time literally cleans me out. And, you know, you don't want to talk about this, but maybe you can in a clinical sense. But the, the bowel movements are beautiful. Oh, yeah. and, and I am a person. I have. I love reading on the toilet to the <laughs> point where I've paralyzed my legs. Yeah. I, I've literally cut off circulation in my legs. I put two dots on my, you know, from my elbows, two, yeah, yeah. those two red dots on my thighs. <laughs> totally. I, that's the point I get to when I read on the toilet. But now my toilet reading is wonderful because I know I'm, I'm, I'm just putting out something that's very clean and, and, and it's good. And so I, I feel, you know, revitalized. Obviously, you can see I've lost weight from it. And and I'm feeling good. So that's that's the live read. Do you have any facts yeah, for Pure us? Pure Cleanse. It's an ultimate super herb and fiber totally body cleansing detox drink. It's a hundred percent natural, gentle, and effective combination of thirty six yeah. herbs, and it supports bowel regulation. You're supposed to go three times a day, and if uh, you don't clean out your your colon, so like there are um, so many ailments like uh, sluggishness and and back pain and skin fit. Worse than that, I mean, I believe, I believe that cancer comes from yeah. to- if you have toxins in your body. That's what I believe is you got to clean them out. That's why I drink a lot of water. I'm not the healthiest guy in the world, but I am. I, I do look to health mm-hmm. as uh, as having great meaning in my life, and I pass this to the kids as well. They're not doing the cleanse yet. Yeah, it, but they can because I've been taking it for years and years, and it's uh, it just supports your heart. Uh, cancer smart weight management balances your blood sugar it strengthens your immune system and uh, it's really awesome you can check it out on miracles of health judy marie's miracles of health miracles of health.com so and miracles of health.com miracles of health.com the the drink is called pure cleanse pure cleanse and, i've been uh, taking it for weeks yeah and uh if you look at this look how good i look he looks great didn't you say you lost seven pounds and i'm already? seven i'm no way more, more than that way more than that yeah that's about awesome. 13 pounds but anyways if you order and i'm 72 enter years in, old look at that this is so great. <laughs> if you order it and tell them that Laugh It Off sent you, you get free shipping and handling. Whoa! Yeah. And I think we're going to do a challenge eventually. We'll, we'll we get will. this down. This is all stuff that, you know, is obviously listeners aren't crazy about advertising and stuff like that. But we, we can combine the advertising with helping people. That's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a second thing, a second advertiser. Now, I, my last name is Shoemaker, right? Yeah. Remember that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People call me Shoe. Uh, most people call me Shoe. So, Shoes... I've never been that big of a shoe guy, and I had heard for years about how if your feet are healthy, that it really helps your entire body. Mm. Talk about you know revitalizing and so forth. I didn't really believe it, and then I've done those soles before. I bought those you know on the internet. You know you, I don't know if you ever seen that. You put the sole in the shoe, and oh it, yeah, yeah, and it makes your spine better and all that. Right. Well, I have to tell you, I so I went to I I, I got these shoes. And I just gave you guys a couple pair, mm-hmm. right? Oh, you got them on right now? I'll show them to the camera. Those are the flip-flops. This shoe company has stylish, beautiful shoes <laughs> at the same time as you are feeling better. Now, I'm going to tell you an absolutely true story. There's no copy here. You guys don't know this. I was told, I also know, uh, I know somebody at Crocs, right? Uh-huh. And I don't, I, because I'm married with kids and don't, I, I'm not looking for another woman, I don't care how I look that much. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, so I wear Crocs and people rip on me and I don't care anymore. I go, yeah, I do. Because they're slip on, slip off. So 
I wore them uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I got to tell you something. Something happened to my ankle. I could hardly walk. Yeah. So I, I had to go to this uh, play with the kids and everything, and I could hardly walk. So I put on these Healthy for Feet shoes. And you have the information on this, right, Sarah? Yep. You're the stat person. I'm just going to tell the story. So, and as a matter of fact, I have them on right now. So look at these. These are cool shoes. They're really light, and they, they, they feel fantastic. I mean, this is my kind of shoe. You slip yeah. it on. They're stylish. They look good. They're kind of... You know, they just have a, a nice, a nice look to them. My like ankle healed. I never seen anything like it. My, just from walking in the shoes, my ankle completely healed. I didn't do anything. No ice, no nothing. My ankle healed just from walking in the better shoes. Now, now, people, if you're listening, I'm not BSing. Okay, this <laughs> yeah. is not this is not something I'm reading. This just happened. I like to share my experience on this show, not my, my opinion. Yeah, and that's my experience. Is I had. I had a wonderful thing happen with these shoes. So I have a number of shoes from this company. So I've been trying them out for the last few weeks. Again, we want, to, we want to do a full vetting. Mm -hmm. Well, not yeah. only styles, but comfort and feel and so forth. So the styles, they all look good. They're all, you guys just yeah, showed your flip-flops. What's great about it is they're orthopedic shoes, yes. and they're really stylish. They're, they're orthopedic surgeons all endorse every shoe that comes from them they're all endorsed by orthopedic surgeons and your your feet it's very important to have healthy feet because it goes all the way up your body and again i don't know the stats on this and but it helps your spine and it helps your alignment and so forth and why would you not want to feel better while you're looking good with the shoes that's right so you can find more information about these shoes on healthyfeet.com HealthyFeet.com. HealthyFeet.com. It it's an easy one to remember, yeah. too. And if you enter in Laugh It Off, once again, you get free shipping and handling and with no minimum purchase. All right. So both of these things, you can get healthier. And that's what we would like to do on our show. That's what we want to manifest. We want to, as a matter of fact, want our guest today. I forgot to mention that. And then we are going to take a little break. I have to have a cigarette. This is too healthy. And <laughs> I, our guest today is, I was going to say my favorite comedian, but the problem with that is then I'll have another comic on the air and they're going to go, you said that Wendy was your favorite comedian. Yeah. So I'm going to say one of my no favorite meaning. comedians of all time, wink, wink, she's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I love her. Wendy Lieben is coming up. But she's not only a comic, but she also is is in alignment with our message of, of laughing it off, of, yeah. of, yep, of really amazing. finding the healing powers of laughter in your life. And we're going to talk to her about that. That's in the next hour. This next what are you, the next half hour coming up after the break, though, we're going to talk more about uh, raising kids in this generation, about uh, father-son bonding, circumcision. Yeah, a lot and of funny gonna, topics are coming up share here. share stories that I need you to share. All right, I'll share All the right. story. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book, but uh, we're going to take a little break. Uh, see you in a little bit. Bye. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, Heidi and Frank here from HeidiandFrank.com. Hooters is open late every single night. Late night happy hour starts at 10 p.m. And the kitchen doesn't close until midnight. And keep in mind, it's Hooters Swimsuit Pageant Time. All contests start at 10 p.m. With all beers, is $2 and $4. And May 12th is the West Coast Regional Swimsuit Pageant at Icon LA Ultra Lounge. And we're going to be there. We're going to be judging. Mm-hmm. It was so hard last year. What? Judging. Oh, right, right, right. So check out WestCoastHooters.com for contest dates and details.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. So we're talking about, uh, if we have a theme, I guess it's about father-son bonding, yeah. of which I had last night, went to REO Speedwagon and Sticks, was backstage. That was kind of cool. Nice. My son, my son's not that impressed. Because he always is backstage with you. I know. He said, what a life he had. Uncle Brian from ACDC, you know, that's his <laughs> uncle, you know, the lead singer. His first concert ever, he was nine years old. And there's Uncle Brian signing breasts backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we're in the audience, and he's literally on the, on the ground, writhing in pain, going, tell Uncle Brian to turn it down. My lungs hurt. <laughs> it, it was so powerful. ACDC's so loud. So, I mean, he's really... And so backstage, though, last night, he got to see two, like, you know, celebrities come backstage. Yeah. A lot of celebrities are there. Mm -hmm. So he got to see people from... And he met them. The guy from Happy Gilmore who plays the bad guy. And he even said to him, you were in Happy Gilmore, right? He goes, yeah, I was. And That's he didn't awesome. tell the part about, you groped my mom when she was an actress. <laughs> he left that part out. He told me afterwards, I wanted to say it to him because the guy apparently groped, groped my ex-wife. But uh, anyway, and he met uh, the guy. We know him as Putty from, Put Put Putty from Seinfeld. He was back there, but Justin oh, yeah, knows him from Underdog. Guy. He knows him from Underdog. Mm. Wow, he's so yeah, funny. Patrick Warburton. Yeah. So they were backstage, and it was wow. the, whole, the whole vibe. And I, I had a great time you know, bonding with Justin, and I, except he was texting the whole damn time because he's got some girl. You know, so he's texting. By the way, that, that annoys me, concerts these days. Everybody's filming the concert. It's just yeah. like, go buy the DVD, you cheap bastard. <laughs> you know? yeah. Really, are you, are you really going to use this? And who's going to watch it? You know, that, the entire time, people—that's all they're doing. Yeah. You're not dancing, you're not clapping, you're you're filming. Any concert next day, YouTube. There's like 40 versions of it. Exactly, and it's like, but who wants to see that? And there's, you know, when I was growing up, you had a lighter. That was the most you hung up. You <laughs> and now you held have up. your light, like the lighter, lighter app. app. Yeah, yeah you get the phone. lighter. <laughs> yeah. So you it, told me a story about when you got to meet a couple people when you were younger. Yeah, when I was, well, I didn't meet, I, I had such a longing for a dad. I think that's what makes me, like, step it up as a dad now, is I really try to, like, I had a choice of who to bring last night. And I could have brought someone who was really into REO Speedwagon and Sticks. And like it's not wife. Not my son. <laughs> no, she's not at all. She's not. No, she had no idea who they were. Yeah. So my wife, she's out. All right. Yeah. So then it's a choice of uh, a lot of dude friends of mine, which would have they would have gone nuts, and even to be backstage, and I said no. I'm, I'm going to take this moment with my teen son and uh, yeah. turn him on to some of the music that I used to listen to because I I always loved Sticks and yeah. stuff. And Oreo Speedwagon. He's my neighbor. You know, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. That's awesome. When I was growing up, we didn't, know, we didn't know any celebrities. One time I saw Gene London. I was all excited. He was like <laughs> the, the child. Uh, Captain No, I, I went crazy. You know, because you have your local people that you watch, you know, and that's the most you'll meet. Or And then players, I used to want a dad so bad that, you know, uh, Philadelphia Phillies, I couldn't wait to meet a Philly. I wanted to be the bat boy. I wanted to catch a foul ball or whatever it was. And I said, I got a great idea. I'll get a two for one. I could have a catch with a dad that I didn't have and fix him up with my mother. So I would read their baseball card. I could care less what they hit. I look for S. You know what S is? No. Single. That meant they were single. To this day, I can tell it you was who was married baseball to baseball card? It was on their baseball card. It would say, and it would say it's their like wife's Facebook name. Page. I can still yeah. tell you. Larry Bow was married to Shayna. Shayna Bow. I could tell you who they were married to, and I erased them from my list. I didn't even <laughs> want to meet them. So, like, uh, Tim McCarver was the guy that I chose. He really good-looking guy. I go, look, Mom. I would, like, present them to her. Like, I'm in Match.com. <laughs> yeah. And I'll go, here you go. This guy's perfect for your profile. I said, plus, he's a catcher. I can have a catch with him. He'll teach me how to pitch. <laughs> oh, it's God. perfect. And he was a really good-looking guy. And he had come from St. Louis. 
So I'm like this little kid. I'm like, oh. and I wrote a letter to somebody who knew like the the Philadelphia mascot. They like knew somebody who knew the mascot. I said, get this letter to him. And I had my mom's photo in there. <laughs> I said, you should meet her. She's, you know, you know, and I wrote a letter to your Tim McCarver. You know, I know you're single, not anymore. You know, and then uh, plus, plus, I'll be your your son now. You don't have any kids. You know, I'll be wow. your son. We can have a catch, and I'm really good. And I was really, uh, I, I, that's what I wanted to happen. I, you know, so I never heard back from him. Now, cut to two years ago, Joe Buck. He's now a broadcaster, Tim McCarver. Yeah, big broadcaster. He does all the World Series games with this guy Joe Buck, who's another big broadcaster. Joe comes to my show. And he, you know, really, he's really into it. He's my buddy now and stuff. So um, I tell him the story. And this is his broadcast partner. And I still have never met him, by the way. And then he gave me a ball. Uh, Joe Buck gave me a ball. And it's, it's from Tim McCarver. It says, Dear Son, Time to Grow Up. <laughs> <laughs> Love Dad, a.k.a. Tim McCarver. Uh, and I have it in my in my house. It's one of my, my favorite trophies. Wait, so had he gotten the letter or did he have any memory? No, of no, he didn't remember the letter. I don't, no, Paul Lynn didn't remember either. I wrote it. <laughs> no, I don't, think any, I don't think anyone ever received my letters as a kid. No one ever wrote back. Yeah. With Paul Lynn, I put my mom's photo. Apparently, I should have put mine. <laughs> should my picture on <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I, I had this longing for a father, and um, I did make some mistakes. And this is what we were talking about um, when I was in Atlanta with you. When you have, when you're driven like this, when that becomes your purpose, you just go. You know, it takes you to places that can end up to be, you know, dark. Mm -hmm. And I, I befriended this guy. Now, this is a part that's not going to be funny, Joel. But Sarah wants me to tell the story because I was sharing it with her, yeah. and. Uh, I went, and I'm saying this, by the way, I'm telling this story to be of service right. to mm -hmm. people. because okay, there's so a lot, how old were you? Uh, I was 13, okay. and I was uh, waiting outside of the Philadelphia Eagles uh, locker room because I always wanted autographs. I wanted to meet these people, you know, someone, fix someone up with my mom, Roman Gabriel, if he divorces his wife. <laughs> I mean, I had this whole list of people that I thought, you know... It, it, <laughs> You know what's funny though is that even even then though like some of the black guys I'm going yeah I don't know if they're right for my mom <laughs> you know I go I don't know if she's ready to go there yet so I eliminated them they were off the list but uh, so I was waiting that outside so offensive. <laughs> what's that I said that sounds so offensive how is that offensive it could be sound it could sound like it was racist. <laughs> Of course it's racist, but it's not racist in a bad way. I'm just saying I don't think my mom was prepared for, for interracial marriage. Yeah. There was no way my right. mom was saying – there was no there were no black men on her list of guys she wanted to date. Okay, times so that, were different. That's, yeah. That, yeah, times yeah. were different back then. So they okay. I eliminated them or, you know, or Latino. Is that also racist? I took them off the list. <laughs> if they were short, is that bad too? <laughs> anyway, my mom's tall. You know, there's, she only has certain guys that she can go out with. Yeah. So uh, so I was waiting outside the Eagles game, and uh, this guy comes up to me. I was using this kid that, that took me there. He's a rich kid, and he took me. And I was like, oh, he got me tickets. And I was like kissing up to him. I wasn't even friends with him. Yeah. But I was so excited. And the guy comes up. He goes, hey, uh, you want to go in the locker room? I go, yeah. I, and I was so excited. This guy, his name is Ben. Big handlebar mustache and a cowboy hat. He played for the, like, the 1936 Bears. He takes me to the locker and room. You knew who he was? No, I didn't know who he was. No. He told me, uh, so he takes me to the locker room. He goes, This is why they know me, because I used to play and all this. And then, sure enough, they're going, Hey, what's up, Ben? How's it going? And he's there, and I'll never forget, he sees Roman Gabriel. I'm going, And he goes, Romo the homo. And I go, It's Roman Gabriel. And Roman Gabriel, I met him and Harold Carmichael. Harold Carmichael had the largest hands. He engulfed my hand. It disappeared. It was like a magic <laughs> yeah. trick. And I couldn't believe that I was meeting these people. And then I, the guy befriended me. And this is the male bonding that I was looking for my entire life. 
So he befriends me, and um, again, I'm telling this story to be of service mm-hmm. because of all that's going on, uh, you know, Sandusky and mm-hmm. the, the priests recently this last weekend. So the guy befriends me, and, um, you know, he's giving me clothes and stuff that are supposedly from the Philadelphia Eagles. He knew I was impressed by this. And then it came to the last game of the season, Washington. They're playing the Redskins. And I'd never been out of Philadelphia, basically. And he, and he said, let's go. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm going to go to another stadium. I was so excited because we had been bonding, and you know, I was drinking out of his flask up in the 700 section. You know, go Eagles, go! You know, I had yeah. all the cheers down and everything. I was bonding with men as I had never had before. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's, you know, he, I was, I felt like a guy, like one of the guys for the first time. My dad would never do that. I'd never, my father had never even come to a game my entire life. So this guy fulfilled it, and my mother was thrilled. Because oh, any yeah, angst sure. that I had and I would bring to her, mm-hmm. she would always say, this is about your father. You know, <laughs> this is about your father. Your father left. This is why you need to go, you know. So so she let me go to D.C. And that was then it then turned into the one of the worst uh, moments of my what life. What kind of distance was that? D.C. D.C. is uh, three hours. We took a train, took a train and uh, we get there. And now now expectations are planned disappointments. You're just planned. My expectations had never been higher yeah. of what we're going to do when we get there. And uh, we got there, and I was expecting the room service and everything else. And it was a, like a ghetto hotel. Yeah, I mean ghetto. Uh, the, the guy was behind bars mm-hmm. at the gate. I mean, at the you know, the, and the and it was skeleton keys in a hole. And he hands him. This is when I knew it was like that moment of clarity. Ugh. He hands him. He goes, "I want, I want a room for me and my buddy, one bed." And I went, "One bed." And then uh, the guy hands him the key. It was a skeleton key, and we went. And it was one of those elevators with a crank and the thing. And we got and roaches everywhere. It was disgusting. One of those steam radiators that banged. You know, it was banging and stuff. And we get in there, and it's two beds. I went, oh man, thank God. And the guy, and he screams. He gets, he shuts the door. He goes back down. He goes, like, I said I want one bed, and that's why I started talking. I go, what do you mean? He goes, we're buddies, right? You're my best buddy. Uh. And uh, and then. And then we went back again. It was a two beds, and it was like it was almost like this guy behind this toothless man was trying to help me. He was yeah. it was divine intervention. He knew what was going on because I guess this hotels that's what they do is you know they got pedophiles go there. Right. It was a, just a seedy place, and uh, so then there was one bed, and that that's when uh, it was just the, the longest night of my life. And uh, oh, he he would just he would just try to manipulate. And the reason I am telling the story is well, first of all, Sarah made me. And she promoted Craig got kidnapped. Um, yeah, so, and by the way, it was a blizzard, so we were stuck in there. We were stuck in there. No phone. There's no phone, so I have no escape. And I'm stuck in there. This kid, I hadn't even a puberty. And, and I ended up uh, next to that radiator. I slept on this bare floor, like crawled up in a fetal position, just Jesus. begging, just begging for this night to go away. And I actually still use the mantra that I used that night. And I gave this to my kids. I don't want to cry when I say this, but I, I, it, when I'm in pain... I mm-hmm. say, soon it will be over, and I tell my kids that. I always say, whenever you have a whenever you have a difficult time, anything in your life, you just go, soon it will be over, yeah. and that's what got me through that night. I just said, this is gonna, this, and then I tried talking my way. I mean, I tried to say, I could still remember the conversation. I'd say, what about morals? He goes, fuck morals. Goes, morals are society, you know. And he had this whole speech, you know, and you know what he had said it a thousand times to a thousand kids, and I was just that kid. Uh, for that weekend and uh now here's the message that i want to get across yeah. you know this is i'm not a victim to this and and i'm not like um you know i'm not it doesn't it doesn't um uh, propel me through my life 
I don't live in that space of you know being You're not a victim. identified by it. No, I'm not identified by it. But what I am identified. But this is the worst part about it. Is I went back and told my mom, and uh, she said, "Never talk about this ever again. You'll never mention this to anyone. They won't believe you anyway." And uh, and since that time, uh, since the time that I finally had an epiphany, is no, I'm going to tell people. Mm-hmm. Because other people need to know that they can come out and talk about this, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And I know people that don't. You know, another friend of mine, a courageous friend of mine. We had a town recreation guy, and he was also a pedophile. And by the way, I used to say, "How come he doesn't choose me?" I was so mad. Thank God he didn't. <laughs> you know, because he would have. You know, the guys would work on the trash trucks and everything else. They're making a fortune. I was so mad he didn't choose me. Thank God he didn't. Yeah. And my courageous friend Paul. When when after this guy he he did the research and all the other guys that he was diddling and everything they're all drunks dead yeah that's you know because if you keep these toxins inside of you you're in trouble so um, all I have to say is if somebody is coming out and you know I remember when they celebrated uh, when they were like really overturning cars with the the whole Penn State thing no no what about the victims that's telling the victims go back into the closet. And people say they want attention. Look, I get plenty of attention. You know, our ratings are higher than ever, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I get plenty. I get I get plenty of attention. You know, and I, and I get all of that. So the only reason I have to say this is is uh, to be of service. Is yeah. to say, you can you can you, you can be have the courage to come out, and there are, there's plenty of support. And what I say to the families is because my my mom and my sister and they literally went the other way with it. They they act like you know like I'm going to be some crazy maniac and and uh, you know it's very sad that that's the that's the direction that they took. Have you seen and, Mystic River? Yeah, uh, that's a killer. Yeah, I, there's a few of those mo- there's a few of those movies. I remember I saw another one, uh, Sleepers, and uh, and my friends who knew the story they realized halfway through that they took me to the wrong movie yeah. and they were like these guys that didn't know how to handle it because I'm like bawling like <laughs> they're going. Shoot, let's go to a comedy. There's one next door. You know, let's get yeah. out of here. They wanted to like get me out of here. No, I'm all right. Okay, you know, we have to cleanse this stuff, and that's why I am telling the story. And I told it to Sarah, and she wanted me to share it on the show, because there's a there's a lot about it. we live in a patriarch patriarchal society, and we go into denial about what men do, because men manipulate and they control what we see in the media. They control it all, and they're in these there's these father figures literally. And I went after this father figure mm-hmm. of and I entrusted him. And you just have to watch it and support. If anyone says anything to you, support them fully. Let them get it out. Don't t- t- tell them to deny it. Right. And then, my, you know, and I understand it now. You know, I know my, my mom just doesn't know any better. But I'm here to let you know that you can do better if you're a mm-hmm. parent or if you're a friend, you know, that you can do better. You can just be there for them. They just want to be heard. Don't we all anyway? I mean, yeah. isn't that why we do comedy? Yeah. <laughs> we just want to be heard. But anyway, um, we have comedy coming up. Yeah, after we the do. Break. We have Wendy. Le- hey, thank you for sharing that. No, you're I, that was very, it's you're a very powerful, yeah. touching, touching, touching. Well, story. it might be for you. I mean, I, you don't know what the, the audience is thinking right now. They're probably going, "I came to laugh it off for God's sakes." Well, well you will you know, in the next Facebook break. Us. You will laugh, but Facebook us because I think that they'll appreciate. It. So let us know that you appreciated it too. And, it, and it, like, just like you said, I mean, if there's even if there's one guy listening, if there's one person, believe me, that's why I do then, this. I blogged yeah. about it too. It's it's why I do it. Because uh, my life, seriously, today is infinitely beautiful, really, in a big way. No denial with that. I have everything in my life. I have love in my life. I have support in my life. And I have children that I love and adore. And I will be there for them no matter what. Yeah. And, and uh, But anyway, 
that's what happened with that little boy is that's who I ended up being so yeah. and I'm proud of who that's I am and I'm happy with who I am that's well, I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wendy Liebman is uh, oh, one of my favorite comics of all time for a very long time. We actually won the Comedian of the Year award. She I won female, that. I won male uh, the same year. So yeah. we have, we have a, a lot of symbiosis. And she yeah. also is in involved in what we're involved with. Yeah. And that's helping people laugh it off. And we're going to talk to her about that. Wendy Liebman coming up. It'll get a lot lighter. <laughs> Although maybe she's been kidnapped. <laughs> we we we'll can get to that. We'll Thank find you. out uh, after this. Oh, we have, uh, before we take a break, we have, uh, I, I wanted to talk about the berries. You want to talk about it too? Do you have a copy here? No, nope, but I'll take this. It's the one day to show mom appreciation if you'll give a special offer. You have to order soon, okay? It's Mother's Day coming up, mm -hmm. all right? Mother's Day. Send giant dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries. <laughs> now, I have a Philadelphia accent. I'm not really good at saying Sherry's the word berry, berries. Ber Sherry's Berries. <laughs> <laughs> but all I have to say is uh, I, it, you should do this because berries are, first of all, good for you. She'll really appreciate it. It starts at only $19.99. Spend a couple more dollars on your mom. It's a 40% savings, though, so she'll think that you spent... 40% more. Yeah. It's all about the illusion. Uh, describe the berries in my own words. That's what it says here. <laughs> That's what the spot says. Describe in your own words. I think I'm always supposed to read the bold. I'm not supposed to read the uh, describe in your own words. Enormous, they're dipped. Oh, they're dipped fresh, in white juicy. milk and dark chocolate goodness. So here's what you do. You go to berries.com. Is that it? Berries.com. Mm -hmm. And you click on the microphone, the mic. Okay? And you type in the code Toad Hop. We're on the Toad Hop network. Yeah. You type in Toad Hop, check out the discounts that you're going to get. Awesome. Mom will be happy. You'll be happy. You save a little money. You can spend that, save it for Father's Day. My, uh, <laughs> my radio listeners can double the berries for just $10 more. Is I supposed to read that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the worst live read in history. I should have done my research. I, I should have done my research. Awesome. You can call 866-FRUIT-02 or even better. Visit berries.com, spell out the word B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Oh, I was supposed to do that. Spell out the word B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the spell out microphone. M-I-C-K-F-C. Microphones. Click on the microphone in the top right corner. Type in toad hop. Go to berries.com. Click on the microphone. Why do they say it a couple times? The offer expires Thursday. Wait a minute. Today is what? Monday? Thursday, Thursday at, midnight. at midnight. So get on it quick, all right? all right? Do that for us. You want to keep us on the air? Go buy some berries. You got to get some for Valentine's <laughs> That wasn't a Mother's Day. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, berries.com. You go there and uh, go hook it up. Toad Hop, Toad Hop, put that in there. And uh, in the coupon code, we have Wendy Liebman. Yes. We got her with a coupon. We got her for nothing. She's coming in for... I'm just trying to... You know, <laughs> you know as a host, you try... We're going to leave him. You, you, you try to find... They're called segues. It's French for... Anyway, Wendy Liebman's coming up on the funniest comedians you'll ever hear in your life. And uh, stay with us. Yay. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Well, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom, and really, who's not? You have to go to adamandeve.com and type in HF Show. What's that get you? Well, that gets you in the mood for some romance. It also gets you 50% off almost any item, a free gift, three free DVDs, and free shipping. How great is that? All you have to do, type in the code HF Show at adamandeve.com.
At the Toad Hop Network, Tuesdays are now Tastier Tuesdays as we open our doors at 3 p.m. to you, our beloved viewer, so you can watch your favorite podcast live on the big screen right below where it's actually happening and enjoy $3 draft beers until 11 p.m. That's right, Tastier Tuesday at the John Lovitz Comedy Theater at Universal City Walk. There's no cover charge, $3 beers, $3 valet parking after 7 p.m. Tastier Tuesday with $3 beers. This and every Tuesday at the Toad Hop Network. What's up, Toadheads? It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey, everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, on the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show, the backbone of the whole thing? 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check us out, HeidiandFrank.com.
from Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Want to join us, Sarah? Want to join us? <laughs> Here she comes. She's coming. There, there she, she is. is. Wait, are we back? We are yeah, back. Yeah, we're back. So we're just five, five, five minutes ago. Five, shut up. Yeah, we've been at it for five minutes. Wendy's already done her act. I told my kidnapping story. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? No, five seconds. Okay, You great. came in right as we came in. Yeah, by the way, Wendy does have a kidnapping. I was kidding. I go, well, maybe Wendy will have a kidnapping. She goes, I have my own Sandusky story that when we're ta- talking Whoa. out there. Yeah, Wendy Liebman. Um, last night were the comedy awards, by the way, and Wendy and I both thought of one another because we won the comedian. Uh, I'm still using the credit, by the way. What was, what was that, 97? 90, I say 97. You know what? It's we got it in 97. 97. Right, but it's 96. So uh, th- I don't, don't like say to that. lie. But he has, I once heard a rabbi lie, and I'm like, you know what? If you're lying to me, what about your congregants? Yeah. yeah that's, hey, but but, uh, but comedians, we lie every day because, as a matter of fact, Miss Jokey Joke over here, we, 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 were, we, were, we were talking off the, off the mic, and she goes, I started drinking at, at 7 at well, my no, parents' no, you, wedding. You said at 5. I said at 5. You said I started at 7 at my parents' wedding. I'm going, oh, really? Because in my family, that would be normal. To have the wedding seven years later right. after I was born. And she goes, I was joking. You're going to have to stop me from joking. <laughs> I can't turn it off. But It's all a lie. Before, so you're, uh, but that's my art. Okay, it's the art. Yeah, I try not to lie off stage. Okay, but or... 97, we really did win. It, it did right. nothing for it. I've never been stopped in the street. Go, Are you the comedian of the year from 1997? No, but they stop me and they say, wasn't Craig Shoemaker the <laughs> yeah. winner of the year you won? Hey, do these, they do not. Do these um, headphones make my butt look fat? <laughs> <laughs> not on camera. I, think, I, I have a total crush on her. When she just like skipped into the room to get her sweatpants that she couldn't find, I was like, I like her. And that <laughs> caused a crush? Scared. I don't know why. I'm, I'm not sure why. But uh, I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, I'll I, bring it back. Bring, we're talking about Community of the American Comedy Award. Yeah, you have me on stage today. He just what? won. I, didn't, I never said just won. I'm not lying. I did win at one point. And now they're hip again. Now it's hip again because last right. night it was on Comedy Central with you know, Chris Rock and everybody's there. And uh, we had uh, – oh, who was the one that introduced you? For Lily Tomlin and Roseanne. Same here. Oh, right. I didn't know they did both of us. At the, okay, so then we had a little speech. Do you remember what your speech was? I – no. I used I was, it as an opportunity because I knew that there were – you know, you have to use these opportunities. But I didn't think I was going to win because I had lost twice before. So oh, I was you, just like – Oh, so – and you didn't think you were going to win? But no. So you didn't have a speech ready? You just I said, really thank didn't. you. Really? I, I thanked Lily and Roseanne for giving me the award. Right. Like, okay. Literally like they it had to anything me. to do with it. Right. <laughs> it was just they were, they were up next. <laughs> Here, you're the presenter for the comedian. Here, who are these comedians? But I do it, see it as like a feather in my cap. Yeah, of course. It's it's a nice award. Do you have the award in your house anywhere? It's on the mantle or really? one of the bookshelves. Yeah, it's it's up there. Wow. With I, all the not, they also send you like one for nomination. So yeah. I have like. Three nominations, oh, you, one award. Uh, yeah, you know the previous winners were Jerry Seinfeld, Ellen DeGeneres, and Jeff Foxworthy. So I figured now I'll have my own show about a gay redneck and a show about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? I used the opportunity to um, to thank the people because everybody kept coming up to me and said, "If you win, make sure you thank me." I was like, "Really?" I said, I'd like to use this opportunity to thank the people I'd like to work with. So I right. said, I'd like to thank Bobby De Niro, Marty Scorsese, <laughs> just in advance, and none of them That's ever awesome. called. <laughs> You're hilarious. Did you, did you get anything from that, from that, uh, from winning that award, though? Did you get any gigs? 
It's hard to say. It's just like everything you do is cumulative. Yeah. Don't you yeah. feel like that? Like, I'm thinking back to when I first moved out to L.A., I would open for people like Ray right. Charles and Julio Iglesias. And I feel like I'm making that up because, <laughs> like, it's surreal. Like, I yeah. wasn't present because I it just didn't I didn't get it. Right. What was happening at the time. See, I opened for Ray Charles a, a bunch of times. And you did, too? Twice. It, wasn't he so nice? And he touched my wrist, like they say, That's, with, with the women. Right. <laughs> did what, he touch your wrist? And, no, he oh. felt my whole body. <laughs> he did. I'm not even exaggerating. In the movie, I went to the premiere, and actually that guy that you know run, ran his career, that uh, right. Joe, uh, he was there at the movie, the real guy. Right. And uh, they showed um, in the movie that he, he like, you know, he's blind. I don't know if you remember that, Sarah. I know Ray, you're young. Not Joe. Yeah, no. But Ray is blind. Right. Oh, you just went away, didn't you? Okay, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I referenced you. Anyway, so <laughs> the uh, so he would grab. So with me as a guy, he felt my whole body to see how tall I was or yeah, wide or whatever it was. Agent? <laughs> <laughs> Ray Charles. And t- they should do blind people. Give him a job at the TSA. What kind of person? You just solved a lot of problems I did, here, didn't I? But, you know, blind people need jobs, and what a perfect job for them. Give them the pat down. I think that's great. Ray Charles patted me down. That's hilarious. And uh, he says, I'm never forget. He goes, well, you're a strapping young man, aren't you? He called me strapping, which is a very, that's a compliment for, for, it is. for back then. And, and then I opened for him. How about the way that the, the manager dressed him, though? I, 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 I just remember both times I got off stage, they were like six months apart, the gigs. Mm-hmm. One was in Vegas, one was in Atlantic City. And Same both here. times I got off yeah. stage, uh-huh. Joe Adams yeah. Or yeah, exactly. came up to me and said, so what do you what do you do for a living? Oh, shut up. Like, You're lying. No, but both times. Like, oh, use the same joking. joke? Right. Isn't that funny when they, when people do the same joke? I went, I, this is totally like, unrelated. You remember me from six months ago? <laughs> this is totally unrelated, but I had a colonic once. <laughs> so I had a colonic. I want one, but I just haven't. And the, and the, and the, the, you see your stuff pass by in glass. Mm-hmm. It passes by. Yeah. Why, there's why like is that a necessary there's like, there's like gum from the 70s. You know, you see it going by, oh, yeah. and they say, you know, gum doesn't digest. I go, there it goes. And then both oh, times she said to me, and it was six months apart, she's a Russian accent. She, she This is her joke, you know. She goes, did anybody ever tell you you're full of shit? Uh. <laughs> so she says that wow. to me. And I go, you used that line before. Come on now. I right? have a line that I use every day. What? Like somebody will give me their card, and I say, do you have a credit card? <laughs> I can't help myself. You can't. You can't. I just can't. Because it always gets a laugh. You, you do have a natural <laughs> instinct on comedy you really do i mean Thank probably you. more so i think uh, wendy's is developed more than almost anyone on the planet hmm. and i can say on the planet because you think about this you are literally one of the top comedians of all time hmm. on this planet hmm. because you have to assume like let's just take uh india Okay, just take an entire continent. Sure. Okay. All right, sure. you got to figure she's number one there. I mean, I, you, know, you can just keep going. Third world countries all out. It's like a There's game not of one risk. of them you that just, is funnier than when you're You don't need those countries. They don't really even count. They, they, well, I they, know that people in like Bali and Latvia read my blog. Like, oh, really? There's a way to see. Like two people in Latvia read my blog. Isn't that great? I love to be international. And then, right? and then when you tell your agent to book you internationally, you go, look, I have a following. And they're going, that's two people. <laughs> it has to be a little more than the two Latvians that are yeah. just coming in from hunting uh, moose deer or whatever. Tell us about your blog, LMAO. LMAO with, with Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. 
Um, it's called that. It is LMAOWW or LMAO with Wendy. When you don't know it, they're not going to know it. So no, what no, is it really? It is LMAOWW at blogspot.com. Okay. And what's the WW stand for? With Wendy. With Wendy. Wow. Laughing my ass off with Wendy. I was going WWW. I thought it. I thought I thought the web address started over again after you had already said Sometimes I send it to people LMAOWW. But. Okay, I'm working on it. I read the blogs. Yeah. So that you're not God working on the blogs you. because you're, they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also compelling. And it's a lot about that's why we had you on the show is because. I thought somebody fell out. Uh, really? <laughs> no. That that, when I initially first called, that was it. But then remember with a. It doesn't somebody, matter. Somebody fell out? Uh, but she was on I the top of my list. One. You know what, though? I'm <laughs> glad you were not here in the beginning. Because think about this. You've always been at the top of my list. But think about this. We got to make our mistakes with them. Now this is perfection. Awesome. <laughs> just, it's well, just I love your show. I was listening in the other room, and oh. you were talking about the first famous person you saw. Yeah. Well, well, I was like seven. And this isn't a joke. In New York. <laughs> I was in New York. and my Long Island? I was in Long Island, but I was okay. in the city for this story. Okay. And my grandparents took us to see the, the Chinese acrobats, which were like, they would like juggle and have oh. six people lined Insane. up on a chair, yeah. right? And two seats away was Harry Belafonte. Oh. I thought Whoa. my grandmother was going to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say, say plots. In her, in her okay, sense. right. She was going to plot. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so that was the first famous person I saw. But for you, it didn't register as much. I still knew he was famous, and I guess I had Plus, he glows. Him. He is one of those people that glows. Yeah. He has that. There, there are probably ten people on this planet, and he's one of them. Who and just have that. You know what I mean? You like, glow. I do That's not. That's your colonic. <laughs> <laughs> and the berries. I spelled it out. <laughs> exactly. So, so you you ran into him. Did you say anything to him? Did you start singing? No. They like come and I want to go home. You have the whole row doing it. Oh. I thought somebody. Was, I thought he was here. <laughs> yeah. By the way, great documentary if you want to see it that his daughter Sherry did. Oh. Yeah. Sherry's berries. Huh? That would be great. If I mean, Gina did it. Yeah. Yeah. Belafonte's berries. No, I have Sherry on the mind with the berries. <laughs> Sherry Belafonte's but berries. Now, no, like... this is Gina Belafonte, who we'll have as a guest on our show. Also, did a great documentary on Harry Belafonte, oh, nice. who is a really courageous dude. I think that's Do why. You know, some... are you in Mensa? <laughs> you know something about everything. <laughs> You're incredible. I have a good memory, but my memories are you this way? They're associated with emotions usually. Food. <laughs> My husband says it's all about the food. Really? And someone called you fat the other day oh. from from on. How okay. Well, I thought you were kidding, by the way, but you kept saying in the blog that you weren't kidding that someone really did this. But I mean, first of all, why would someone do do that? And second of all, with you, quite frankly, I think you're skinny. You're tiny. Well, I mean, I think you need. I would yell up, need to gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, I, if I did heckle about hey, weight, I would. You. I, I, <laughs> that's what you said. Can I say that on the? Yeah, yeah you can say anything you want on oh, here. Really? But I would actually say to me, uh, let's go eat afterwards. I mean, something you to need say. A sandwich. You need a sandwich. Bitch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't add that. Well, okay, I'd, this is what happened. So the joke is, I took a year off to have a baby. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Ha 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 ha, right? <laughs> and then I said, but I did eat for two. And somebody yells out, obviously. 
What in the world? Oh. Well, I wear it like a coat over... Let's turn this around. Okay. Do you think they were saying the opposite? Obviously, you don't. Like, they were joking, too? See? They could have been in, the, in that whole joke space no, that you're in. she had the chance was to she? rebut. Yeah. Oh, oh I meant to... Oh, I this is like court. She had a chance for rebuttal? <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, because then I kibitzed with her a little okay. bit. And, and, um, <laughs> you, but it I wasn't kibitz. You must have been pissed. No, I was shocked. Yeah. Because I don't get heckled a lot. Do you? No, no, I don't, unless they're really blasted. But blasted and stupid. The other day, the other day, well, that combined. No, but We had a moment. wet brain drunk the other day. I mean, one of those really, like, slurring. He stood. He just kept going, cheetahs. <laughs> Cheetos. Cheetos. No, Cheetos. No. I thought that at first too. Like, I go. We'll have Cheetos is a strip club in Atlanta, oh. and he just kept yelling it for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> but I have a new way of dealing with hecklers. What's that? I just let them fry themselves. That's hysterical. You just you just stare at them. That's you just hysterical. go. Basically, are you finished? And then they're, and he's still wobbling. Cheetahs! <laughs> You're still trying to get it out. Maybe I, he wanted you to take something off. I think <laughs> I never went there. Um, I never, I never thought that. So, so. Oh, I was just realizing yeah. my weirdest. It wasn't a heckle so much. It was a theater, like it was a headlining show. So there were like six comics on. So I, I'm on stage and I look down and there's a woman sitting on the lip of this, like she's sitting on the stage and she has her hood over her head and so and I'm behind her but it was Ooh. dark so I didn't really see her at first and well, then all of a sudden bomber. I see this right yeah. and she goes tell me about the runaway bride because <laughs> it was <laughs> it was right around the time right. of the runaway bride yeah she was just waste she was like on PCP yeah. or wild oh, turkey man. or all of the above and they didn't kick her out of the showroom they just escorted her back to her chair that's what's amazing <laughs> to me it's amazing that I, I want to be protected. I talked about that earlier. Of course, we were talking about kidnapping and child molestation, but still, I feel the same way with with my comedy show. Is I want to have a little support and a little protection. And some of the clubs don't do it. It's like get them out now. I would think you the, had a bodyguard though. What? I would think you. I travel with Sarah. I was going to say that's she, he's right here. You're the posse. Yeah, you're like 80 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, yeah. Please, this is this is going to protect really me. Really strong. Really strong. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I'm not going to you for my uh, for my backup on this. But you could go tell someone big. <laughs> that, that would be a good idea. Text. You well, could text them yeah, at yeah. the front. Text them at the front, but which is probably what they're doing during they the were, show. They were yelling at each other backstage when that Who guy was? was doing it at Atlanta. They were like, some guy was like, "You get out there, you tell him, you go up there, you tell him to stop it, you get out there." And the the poor like, new guy at the club was like, "Okay." okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so all this is going on backstage while I'm dealing with yeah, Cheetah Man. And this guy's like yelling at him, and it was yeah. But they were trying to take care of it. I had a guy one time. I was uh, on stage in Palmyra. New Jersey. Do you remember that gig, Mitchell's? Mm -hmm. Never did it. Really? It was one of these guys. He. It was when comedy was every everywhere. Right. Remember photo booths. Photo booths and old discos <laughs> right. where the ball would still be up there. The people would be on the dance floor, or they were, you know, urban cowboy. You know, they have people on the bucking bronco, and we're doing comedy. But we do it anywhere, right? Anywhere. You've been at it uh, for all. The when there's a basketball game going on yeah. in the other room, <laughs> this, like in the back of the room. This guy had a garage. And he painted the windows over so no light got in, and that was the comedy club. And it was adjoined to his house. <laughs> so he he would go up on stage, and he would tell the most... Where did they sit? The most 
Where no. did people sit? He had tables and chairs in his in garage. In the garage. Yeah, it was a large, it was like a four-car garage oh, okay. that I'm turned into a comedy club. Two-car. No, no, it was a giant. <laughs> no, it was a, you know, 150 people in there. It was sold out, and he's he's got the uh, the big comedians in from uh, New York, because I moved to New York at the time. Meanwhile, I was right from across the bridge in Philly. So he's there. He would go up on stage and told the worst jokes you've ever heard. His closing joke was, so they took the cum off the curtains. Now here's your headliner. <laughs> and so anyway, so he introduced me. Now people were obliterated. And all of a sudden, there's this weird thing going on. It was very surreal. A guy was on stage humping me like a dog, like miming humping. And he was humping my leg. <laughs> I saw him out of my you know peripheral vision. I'm going, what in the hell? He's humping. He's up there. Doing his humping love thing. Mistress. No, no, I wasn't even a love master oh, back then. Okay. It was, it was, he was just felt like humping at the time. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't ask him. It was the, the first fumes. time, first time I ever walked off stage. Have you ever done that? No, I've never done it before. I never walked off stage. Yeah, because we're we're old pros, right? I've seen people walk off stage. Yeah, but um, but you have never done it. No, that was but, my only time. You know? But. Can I just tell you more about my blog? Yes. Yes. Not that. Um, tell me. Did all... I change the subject? No, no. no. <laughs> it's a flow, Wendy. Okay, so LMAO. Okay, so I've been skinny. Yeah. And I've been heavier. You were going to say you stopped yourself from the right, F word. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not fat, which is one and of the reasons have the heckle didn't bother me because right. I don't think I'm fat. Right. But I said I ate for two because I like I've gained a little weight, but I don't feel. That and oh, so at one point I said in the show, um, like I told jokes about losing weight, like they say, if you sleep, you lose weight when you sleep, so you snooze, you lose stuff like that. <laughs> so at one point, I turned to the woman who heckled me and I go, Um, I'm sorry, what is your name again, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and then later in the show, I said, And what is your profession, Candy? Because that's what's her name. <laughs> what is your profession, Candy? And she goes, I don't, I don't have one. And I said, Obviously, <laughs> I, I don't, it wasn't even funny, but I got her back in my own way. But her so, name was Candy. Yeah, I know. I should have said I should just stop eating you then. Right. Yeah. right but right. you know, you think of the. Later. Do you always think of things later, or you're, oh. you probably think of them on stage? No. Uh, well, it does help that this new heckler approach that I have because I become centered. So as I am, literally like letting them hang themselves and letting <laughs> right. and just looking at them, I start to express what I'm feeling. And a lot of it, by the way, is not those traditional heckler lines. I'll just say, seriously, you know, <laughs> right. really, you needed to do this. And I'll right. talk about, you know, I mean, do people really believe that we're writing jokes and go, this one's got a gap in it. I th hope someone yells <laughs> cheetahs in the, in the middle of it. I hope someone tells me that I'm fat. Yeah, it was a plant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people, by the way, think they're plants if you're really good. Have you ever had that happen? They oh. go, come on. Joseph was part of your show, right? No. But, Wendy, Miss Truth Teller, during your special, you did have plants. I did, but that okay. was different. Uh. <laughs> that, was a special, that was special. Yeah. No, I had one person yell out, I love you, Wendy, and I said, oh, and that's my therapist. Um, and I forget what I said about her. But, oh, and then I said, any of my other therapists here? And I had everybody <laughs> raise their hand in the audience. So. I used to plant people. You did? Have you ever done that besides no, your special? No. I, someone reminded me a long time ago because I had no material. I would just, I would, but I would ha have heckler lines. That's hysterical. You know, so they would go, they would go, you suck. I'd literally tell, tell someone to say you suck, so I could say to them, you know, I do dick jokes. Now I have a prop. You know, I mean, <laughs> whatever the, the line was, right. it was like stupid lines. But uh, but anyway. Oh, she said I love you, and I said that's my therapist. Of course you love me. I've 
I bought you a house in Santa Monica, and I put your kids <laughs> through private school. Right. There you go. I went to your special. Now, I don't watch comedy. I don't know if you guys no. knew this. I will not see anyone. Well, I have different reasons for that. And I, I'm not... Do you uh, want to be influenced? or That's number one. Number one. You know, I got the reputation. You know, he's a thief. He's a hack and all that stuff. And I, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, what if I do... And I did, you know, you, if you're around comedy enough, right. you're going to be influenced. You're right. going to start hearing... And you're going to... I've had jokes where I go, did I hear that before? No, I just wrote one recently like that. Yeah. Um, and then, and by the way, I've told a joke. I told, I can think of two that I told for like a year until someone told me. Right. And I'm, I'm going, oh, no. And I feel bad. I want to go back over the whole year. Erase, erase. You know what I mean? I know. Nine times out of ten, I'll hear a joke similar yeah. to my joke. And I, and I tell the person, I go, just so you know, I have a joke about. Right gaining five pounds you must suffer from it a lot because you're a joke teller i'm not as much a joke teller that's what transitioned hear, to me i hear music in the background that's not yes. harry belafonte is not it? you know what that is, is? That, i'm going to tell you what that break. is that is a half hour that went by really really fast yeah see your mouth is a gape if wow. you're just listening i'm going to describe she went <gasps> like i can't believe <laughs> that how fast was so that much went. fun i know but you're you're, awesome. are you going to do the next half hour oh yeah yeah, yeah. and this time i'll let you talk more than me <laughs> No, I want to hear you. No, no, you don't. No, you're <laughs> yeah, the guest. I'm gonna. I'm working on this, Wendy. I'm just being honest. Now I'm working on engagement with the guest because you know people are here to, you know, they want to hear me obviously because they're tuning in, but they also want to hear our guest, and we're gonna hear a lot more of you. As a matter of fact, I'm just gonna let you do your comedy, and I'll. Have, <laughs> I'll, I'll I don't have a half hour. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> just do the first ten okay, minutes, and with right. all my heckling and add-ons, <laughs> you'll have a whole half hour. We have Wendy Liebman coming up. Uh, we're going to talk more about uh, laughing it off. She has a program that she would like to manifest, and what we're going to and it's right in alignment with us. Yeah. So uh, stay with us. Uh, Wendy Liebman coming back. We have my bodyguard Sarah Sweet is here, <laughs> and Joel Geist, all five foot ten of them, and uh, <laughs> we found out that this morning. But uh, we'll be back right after these words. Oh, do I have a live spot again? Nope, we're good. Are we good? We're good for now. Oh, thank God. All right. All right. <laughs> See ya. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly. Or you could go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do Nobody. that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail. And you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com. And you can save up to 60%. On tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and, uh... I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. were teams in Southern California, but scorebig.com is everywhere. Everywhere. I just had a, I got a tweet. global. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at scorebig.com is what you pay. Always less than retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V get I your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G.com. Proof why well, I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. You're listening, watching, whatever you're doing. If you're blind, you're patting me down. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> I think from comedy, great ideas are born. I don't even get dressed anymore until I'm at my gate because yeah. you have to take everything off at the TSA. It's ridiculous. I go on a phone. I mean, why not? <laughs> Did you see that guy? He stripped down yeah. in Portland or something? <laughs> I love it. Well, it is insane when you think about it. And as a comic, you have to have a take on this. When something's silly and ridiculous, you know, the seat back, you know, two inches, you know, the, the trade table. How about the thing in the cell phone? When you're on the cell phone, they say turn it off. Do you know why they say turn it off? Because they want you to pay attention to them. Is that what it is? I heard a flight attendant say that once. She said, we're not really sure if it interferes with the plane. Yeah, the interference. Now, that <laughs> right. line, I'm not buying it because they're 20 That's feet away in the airport, there's 9,000 people on their cell phones, <laughs> yeah. but 8B took the plane down. You know, you know what I mean? I'm looking out my window. There's a million people. They're on the runway on cell phones, but 8B... That's, I have a direct. Yeah, you sit in first. I have a direct connection. Yes, I do. Usually. Yes. Matter of fact, Sarah had to pass by me a few times this week. I always feel like you know I grew up poor. I, I grew up. I used to think the word evict meant move. Like they were the same right. word when I was a kid. Like here's the eviction truck, mommy. I mean, I really grew up poor. So when I'm at first, I am enjoying it, and I do like when people walk by me. Yeah, and he was like, one day, Sarah, I hope you can enjoy this too, but not now. But I did. Did you rub her face in it? I, he did. No, I didn't we rub her face. Up. I took her into the lounge. Yeah, she had never wow. been there before, and, and I let her go low. in the first class line. Yeah, that's faster, which is nice. He, but we're carrying. We're just really quick, and then we'll get back. But we are carrying. He's he was thinking that people are looking at us funny. Like he was because he doesn't like people to think that I'm his daughter, or he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't right? want people. I don't to want to think it's my daughter. It's it's just weird. I I I'm in denial. And he'll about project my... thinking like people are thinking we're a couple because he's like this girl gave me the nastiest look and i was like maybe it's because i'm lugging the giant bag and you have your man she has my merchandise bag this is a giant bag and once in a while i'll go here let me help you with that but usually i go no that's not She's my your bodyguard yeah. and your I almost fell down the escalator because of the weight of this. I was like, Greg, I'm falling, I'm falling. She was mid-fall, and I finally go, oh, let me help you. (laughs) Yeah, she was coming down. he's paying you enough. She gets paid, and she gets to work all these A rooms. What merch is it? No, no, what's that? What merch do you sell? I sell everything. It's like Mr. Haney from Green Acres. (laughs) I got a deal for you. CDs, DVDs, T-shirts, tank tops, anything you want. It's like, forget about it. Do anyway. that in the Bubba Gump voice now, too. Bubba Gump? I don't know. Bubba, I Bubba don't know. Gump? I don't know. So so now, now we're doing improv. <laughs> she said, do uh In Shakespeare. Yeah, do a Shakespeare, but you have a yeast infection, <laughs> and you're kind of itchy, and yet you still you want to get your... Any, anyway, so Wendy. Wendy has been at okay. this a very long time. And first of all, I want to know... I'm 51. <laughs> I didn't want to know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mention age. Age is just a number, a number right. I happen to detest. 
So now you uh, started at a very early age, though, right? You were in, in the like in '85. So I, I'm bad at math. Okay, all right. So, but you were you were pretty. I'll tell young. you because I was born in '85. Oh, I'm, and I'm gonna be 27 in a, in two days. Oh, happy birthday, Sarah! Oh, happy birthday, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> what sign is that? Taurus. Taurus? Yeah. For your birthday, I will carry the luggage for a few minutes. <laughs> for a few minutes. So you, uh, so you, you are uh, you got involved in comedy because you were inspired. You were sent to do comedy. You were doing something else. I was doing psych research psych research for harvard medical school uh, i was going to be a psychologist were you making phone calls no i was doing like data calculate well i just said i'm bad at math but i had to do a lot of like computer crunching (laughs) computer crunching (laughs) now i know why you're a comedian i I was doing some computer crunching no, no one even knows. I guess I wasn't very good. It's numbers no, crunching. You were combining numbers with computers. Your numbers crunch. But and I you actually computer- I interviewed kids with diabetes because they were chronically ill, and then mm-hmm. I interviewed kids who weren't ill, and then we compared data on coping skills. That was the deal. That and was who was paying you? Harvard Medical School. I mean, I was working for a doctor. You, okay. So, um, but I started taking a class at the Cambridge Center for Adult Education, and Ron Lynch was the teacher. He's a friend of mine. He's a comedian now. Mm-hmm. He's on the Sarah Silverman show sometimes. And um, I took this class, and basically we got together and then went drinking. <laughs> but it was it got me into the clubs, and then I realized I didn't want to be a psychologist. So, I mean, I always... I thought maybe I'll be a psychologist, and then I was like, I'd rather make a hundred people laugh than one person cry. <laughs> and basically, it's like the same job. It's forty-five minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. One of us laughs or cries, and, <laughs> and, and I always leave feeling ashamed. <laughs> so, um, but oh, I was I had. I was going to tell you the story that one time I went to the Paper Moon, which Eddie Brill was running this room in Manhattan, and I was in Boston, so I took this train, and on the train back, I saw this guy that I liked who was a comedian in, in Boston, and we hung out together, and we went to the smoking car for a cigarette, because uh-huh. at the time, I smoked cigarettes. Yeah. And at well, the time, they had smoking cars. Right. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah, I'm yeah. dating myself. So Dating myself. You want to go out? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. So we fell asleep. Yeah. In the smoking car and then so then we wake up and the next thing we know we walk back and we look at like we had to like switch cars and we look out the back of the car and there's no car attached to where like in new haven they split like the cars go these train cars go in different directions and all my stuff was, was in that in car in the other car you were in the smoking car and he says and this guy says where's the train <laughs> and I'm like, he didn't say that he, he used expletives right okay <laughs> and I'm like, I don't why did you guys fall expletive, asleep no um well you're working late you know, at night you're smoking, you're smoking cigarettes <laughs> no, but I mean, not a lot of oxygen <laughs> you know maybe they had kissy, sex kissy. i always fall asleep no. <laughs> after sex maybe they just had they just did it in the smoking car things were smoking so so now so, I want to know okay. though when you when you went on stage for the first time do you remember your first joke? Um, I think it was that somebody thought I was Ruth Buzzy, um, 
I don't know who she is. Is she pretty? <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm Twitter friends with Ruth Buzzy, and she's given me her phone number. Oh, really? I mean, it's just the world is so much smaller now. Yeah, it is. It's strange when you get into show business, too, when you think about it. Like the people that we meet or we hang with or we're tweeting with or we have their phone numbers. Eddie Money just called me the other day. Remember Eddie Money? Yeah. Bachman Turner Overdrive friended me. BTO. <laughs> My first concert. <laughs> This show's come full circle. Really? I took my son to his first concert last oh, night. Sticks and and, and Ario Speedwagon and Ted Nugent and I uh, BTO was my for taking care of business. Then I found out it wasn't the only their song. song. It wasn't. I don't think so. I think they, I think it was someone else's song. <laughs> that's. Oh no no that was the no, other. That's them. No, they had another song though that maybe that uh, one might have been theirs, but uh, they had another song that they, I was giving them credit. Oh, locomotion. Oh, no, that's not them. No, that wasn't them. I was very upset when I heard that. I was like, I want my money back. I was, I was like, that's BTO. So you're friends with BTO now on Facebook? Twitter. On yeah, Twitter? I said Facebook. Who are, your, who are your celebrity friends? Do you have uh, Twitter? a long list? No, just period. You had you had celebrities at your, at your taping that went on stage. You know what? I can't name drop. What? <laughs> it's not name dropping. We're discussing. It's not like we're dropping the name. You're just well, you're submitting the special, name. It's not being dropped. Terry Nunn from Terry the band Nunn. Berlin. She yeah. sings "Take My Breath Away" and um, "Riding on the Metro." You know that one? Yeah, sure. Take my so she's a friend of ours, and she sang at the beginning. We, it's not on the Showtime special. It's not. No, because um, she, it would be too expensive for the right. She'd have to because she didn't write the song. Um, she wrote I don't it, think she, could, she wrote that song, no. I had John Oates in my movie, and we did Maneater, and we didn't have to pay anything because it was him. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, I played Hall, and he played Oates. I I, we didn't reverse it. <laughs> we gave, we gave, that would have been funny. We had no money, though, so he, he walks on the set. It was for Totally Baked, this movie. We were writing it on the fly anyway. He just showed up. He goes, uh, he goes, he goes no one knows me anymore. You better get me a mustache. So we couldn't afford a mustache. So we took this guy's hair and we cut it. No. <laughs> this assistant director's hair and we slapped it on his lip. We like uh, scotch taped it to his lip so then he looks like oats. And for me, we couldn't afford a wig, so I had a girl dangle her hair, her blonde hair, <laughs> over my head. Was she standing we, behind you? Or really she stood, cheap. She stood like on top of me. It was really cheap, you know. And we sang "Man Eater" to go. Oh, here she comes! It was like a dream for me. That's what's so weird when you meet these people. Like, take my breath away. You must have had your breath literally taken away when she's on your stage at your special singing. And now we do a radio show together. You do not. We do. Really? On what show KCSN, is that? It's called Unbound. I'm her sidekick. But it's mostly a music show. Mm -hmm. It's on Saturdays from 6 to 8. KC really? KCSN. But it's only local. Okay. You can stream it. I mean, yeah, we go over it. the world. I have two, I I have two listeners in Latvia, <laughs> oh, by the way. In Latvia, they're amazing. They're, they're my they're very fans. very supportive. They're very supportive. I borrow them. I found you through my blog. <laughs> oh, I want to do your yeah. blog. So yeah. I want you to do my blog. Okay. So my blog is, yeah. so I've been skinny, I've been heavier. And I'm miserable at both weights <laughs> for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I and now I'm 51. So I decided I should just be healthy and happy. Yeah. Or healthy. And um, so if you can't do teach, right? Uh -huh. So I'm teaching. I'm learning about health through teaching it to others. So like I interview everybody from um, my friend who used to weigh 700 pounds and now she weighs 400 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I read that one. That's intense. Intense. Yeah. To my friend who <clears throat> does Reiki. I mean, it's a little, it's a smorgasbord of health. Yeah. So. Now, don't you find that w 
the big thing that I'm behind is the laughter healing. I mean, that, that you're in a business. Do you realize how many people, how long comedians live? If they, if they don't go the drug and alcohol and crazy route, they live a long time. Because George you're, Burns. George Burns, Milton Berle, Phil Stiller, Still Alive, Red Buttons. The list is endless. Shecky Green. I mean, these people, they live Wendy in their Reason. 90s. <laughs> you're 51, for God's sake. Been at it since 85. Well, cause I think Survived a smoking days. car and everything. Right? <laughs> But I mean, really, that's that is it is breathing. And don't you want to teach a class or, or I do. conduct a class? Well, there is actually a study of laughter. It's called gelatology, and mm -hmm. I found this out because I was giving a TEDx talk, not the real TED. It's like TEDx. Do you know the TED? I, I did. The, I did the TEDx talk. You did? Too. Yeah. Oh. I think Sarah mentioned that. What's the yeah. difference between the X and the... I think the X is where Wendy and I go. It's like <laughs> they, the they put the X. The the real one. The, and the, the Ted Ted's X. the one that's... They, they, like the, the technical Oscars or something? No. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the technical Oscar people. It's, it's like the Fred. <laughs> it's like... I, you know what it's like? It's like the it's like double uh, A. We're, we're in the double A. That's in, in the, a baseball term. We're in okay. the double A minors. Okay. Okay. So we're playing for the Durham Bulls. But right. someday we want to get with the White Sox. Right. So that's what we are. What so was we, your talk about? Laughter healing. I, I it was, went really well. I want to do the big Where TED talk. This? Now I'm ready for the prime time. I know. Up in Ojai. It was TEDx Ojai. Don't tell me you did that no, one too. I did TEDx we are Kaneho. so aligned. We have too many damn things in common. It's ridiculous. Well, so the theme was together. Together? And so, and I was last. He just wanted me to do stand up. But I wanted to speak to the theme. Yeah. And what I realized, so what my thesis was, was when we laugh, it's healing. We know that. Yeah. All the benefits from moving your muscles to aerating, you know, aerobic. Um, but I think when we laugh as a group, it's healing is exponential. Like, oh, I yeah. really feel like something magical happens. It's literally contagious. Right. Literally. I mean, if you cannot, we do a guided lapidation. I wish we had time to do it with you. It's really a cool thing. Actually, you can download one of our shows with, I think you're friends with Kelly Carlin, right? Yeah. She, uh, we do one with, Suzanne oh, we didn't do one. Suzanne Wong was a really She's good one. Great. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we do this thing where you laugh through whatever your condition is, but, and you can, and you express it out loud. Like she was going, I have stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I mean, it, it really, it just changes the entire energy of the room and it changes the, mostly inside of you and it, it, it just initiates a healing in oxygen in your body and healing endorphins and stress is such a big deal in our society, right? Right. What does laughter do? It cuts through everything. You literally can't think of something. You can't think of something stressful right. as you're laughing. So that gets contagious. But so is negativity is also contagious, and there's too much of that in society. So you want to have these classes. Well, my classes Do you wear sweats? Are, well, the sweat, the whole idea was born because I saw, like, Juicy and Lucky on pink on the back of your ass, right? So I thought, how about LMAO, laughing my ass off? So I had these sweatpants made up, and I was going to sell them. I've never sold anything after a show. Really? But I was going to Take sell Sarah with you. She'll I, lug it I around. I was going to sell sweatpants. <laughs> so I put them in my car. I was going to, I was doing a benefit, and I thought, this is perfect. And um, I decide not to sell them. I chicken out at the last minute. And so I leave them in my car for like a week. And then one day I come out to the car and the suitcase is gone. What? Like somebody stole the suitcase with 100 pair of LMAO sweatpants. So I only have one pair left. That's not Aww. funny. I know. That's not funny well, at insurance all. insurance paid for it. Huh? Insurance paid for it. Really? Yeah. It's a but, scam. Um, I, she's, she's scamming over it. She knew she didn't want to lug this stuff around. She's going, I'll just do one shot and just do it through the insurance company. I'll make my money. No, so... Um, so my vision is that one day, like the chain of improvs, 
have a chain of LMAO workout rooms right. and have comedians um, <laughs> be, the, be the be, facilitators. Be the fun facilitator. <laughs> She's high fiving me. Um, She's got high three. And I don't want to do like anything real strenuous. I want to make it fun because I think yeah. moving is. I mean, I sound like Michelle Obama, but moving is key in getting mm. your heart racing. So it's not going to be like strenuous. Maybe we'll have different levels of classes. But that's my goal one day. That's awesome. Well, we'll talk so about it. Literally, oh, did you know I've been doing this? I we're yeah. we're very insane. I've been doing this Craig. at a cancer facility for a while and it's amazing. And and the other thing that we do is we we have this one patient. You look at it's like almost gallows humor. You just look at it in a different way. And uh by the way the caregivers are the worst ones. They're they're worse at getting to the laughter than the patients. Right. Far worse because they're not in control and they're freaking out. And that's what I found. But the patients would do stuff like this one woman wrote she's in cancer. She has, she's in uh, chemotherapy. The 10 pluses of being bald. <laughs> she writes that, <laughs> which was so funny. I read it to the class, and they're all laughing about it. Wait, you Never a bad a hair day. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a class, and it's, it's lighting up therapy, basically. How do you have time? I don't know. You have kids. I, don't, you I know. Have I'm trying work. to figure out something where I can invite Radio people to my show. home. Invite people right? in my home and do stand up in my home, do the therapy in my house. Get it all out one day. Yeah, and uh, I You're I, a minister, yeah, you're doctor. a doctor. A doctor. I got my doctorate. Yeah, yeah. I, this is, listen, Wendy. Look, we're at the age, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually have to have an intervention with you. We're at the <laughs> Which age. Part? We can't do this shit forever. I know. Can you <laughs> so, tell me that? <laughs> yeah. Really? And you know. I know. We've been at it a long time. Well, I remember it, opening for Robert Klein once. I yeah. was 35. He was 50. I'm going. When I'm 50, I hope I'm not doing the road anymore. I'm like, here I am. I know. Isn't that amazing? The whole age perspective anyway. Mm. I mean, do you realize that we're hanging out with like some of these young comics and they're just going. I'm old enough to be their mom. Yeah. And they're literally saying, you know, behind our back, oh, they're old. How does he even get, you know, they think I'm going to go up with a walker and tell old jokes, you know. Oh, you don't go up with a walker? No, I don't. Oh. Not, not anymore. I got rid of it. Ever since my health. Ever since my healthy for feet oh. and the berries. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, ever since all this good health came to me, I don't need a walker anymore. It's 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 fun to do comedy, but the the, the stressful part is getting there, is is the right. you know, the flying and the mm. dealing with you know What's who picks you up at the airport. Interesting and stuff. is it always was like that for me because yeah. I started doing stand up before GPSs, so I would be more nervous finding the gig than I was about actually performing at the Naughty Pine <laughs> or wherever the Charlie Horse or wherever right. I was going. So, yeah, they yeah, didn't have so GPSs. You'd have to no. pull over, and then you have to analyze who you're pulling over for. You go, oh, they look foreign. They won't know. You ever do that? You <laughs> well, start no, analyzing. Was, I was driving to New Hampshire one yeah. day, and I'm freaking out because I'm like nervous driver. Not anymore because I got through that. But um, <laughs> I realized I'm lost, and I freaking, and I realized on the bottom of my shoe is a map of New Hampshire. I swear, like the company that made the shoes. You're kidding. What? No, this is a true story awesome. on my on my life. I'm telling the true <laughs> story. This company, it was called Zodiac. They still make them, but they're not in New Hampshire anymore. I pull over. Me. I look at the bottom of my shoe. And I'm like, nope, I did not miss my exit from Dover. <laughs> Out of here. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Wow. The shoe story. has a map built in it. It did. Even with exits for freeways? No, well, it just had like the main thoroughfare. That's and then awesome. I was like, oh, I am in wherever, Hanover, and I did not <laughs> miss my exit yet. 
Good thing they were new shoes. You could have right, worn exactly. off your exit. Yeah. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> I'm so mad I didn't think of this. I'm always coming up with inventions. Do you ever come up with inventions? I do. See, being a comic, like you did with the with the sweatpants. Right. Yeah, that's what we think. We think funny, and then other people are going, wait a second, with some marketing behind right? that. So you come up with these things. I came up with, how about changing diapers, right? Right. Just uh, you, throw the baby away. No, no. Jesus. <laughs> oh, you have, you have. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> Disposable baby. That's terrible. I know. I don't have, I can't have kids according to my lease. <laughs> I want more of those. Come on. We only have a few minutes left. I, I want some more Wendy lines. It's classic. You know, so you, know, it's just, you, know you know, it's the odd thing is it's it, in talking to you, it is, it's like you are half that person. And on stage, you're totally that person. It's like you're not going to get a real, everything is going to be a joke. See, so like, wait for the jokes. No, I've been it must talking be, I haven't real. really hung with you that much. It must be really weird. I'm we've, talking we've, real. we've been promising to have dinner for like 100 years. We have all these mutual friends, and we haven't done it yet. Now I can't wait to see. I want to see the real. I'm hungry. Do you t- Right now? <laughs> I am, too. You brought me almonds. That I was did. very nice. But uh, And I actually know Wendy's husband, who has a great documentary. Let's promote the documentary. Okay, sure. It's a great it's called documentary. The Boys, The yeah. Sherman Brothers Story. You know who the Sherman Brothers are? Well, I did look it up a little bit, yeah, and because Beverly at dinner told me right. all about what was going on. They wrote too, a lot of the Disney. music for yeah. Disney, like Mary Poppins, yeah, and it's, it's a small world. But what is your? I want to talk more about that, but I want to hear what your invention was. No, you're not going to hear it. Oh my god! How about over dinner? I'll promise you that over okay. dinner, if you finally take a dinner a- acceptance. Now she's also married to a husband that is just like her. You can't nail them down. I'm shocked that you're here right now. Really? Yeah, I'm absolutely shocked that you. I had Sarah. I had Sarah call you because I knew you wouldn't return my call. He didn't. I had Sarah. I'm very responsible when it comes (laughs) to business. Oh, okay. Maybe I should make it a business dinner. (laughs) Is that what I need to do? Like, and her husband actually directed me in a in a pilot he that did. I thought should have gone it somewhere. It was great. It was you really were funny. Great. Oh, thank you. You I, were. I thought it was really funny too, and it was living off Larry, and it was way ahead of its time. It was motion capture. You were the mo- you were the guy. I, I was the cartoon who was the. I was a cartoon who was the product of two uh, people from the '60s who dropped acid and they had a cartoon <laughs> kid. This <laughs> is wow. hysterical. It was like, and Mickey Dolenz was one of the producer creators. He was the director, wasn't he? Yeah, it? with my husband. Yes, Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees. Yeah. And uh, so it, yeah, that was also surreal, by the way. The monkey is directing I me. And I don't want to say the monkey was directing me. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but it was, and, and I had to be in another room because I was motion captured. And I was in rehab. Oh, he was a child. He was a child actor. Star in a cartoon. A child star in a cartoon. And now he's an adult and he had to share a room with Robert freaking Downey. <laughs> right. No, that was in rehab, and then in you rehab. came home. Yeah, and then I came and back. And your entourage was there. So it was like before entourage. It was ahead of its time. It Way ahead of its time. It was about 13 years ago. Was it really that yeah, long Yeah, because ago? it was right before I met my husband. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was exactly when you did meet your husband. Oh. Because okay. I remember going, you're, you're dating who? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, really? had just, uh, you had just started So dating. it was 13 years ago. Wow. And, and how long have you been married? Nine Nine years. But it feels like we just started dating because we're still going Dutch. <laughs> is that true? No. <laughs> see, there it is. I, see, there it is. Yeah. I am looking forward to this dinner. Half the dinner will be going, <laughs> is, it true? is it true? And I'll tell you how bad I am. 
I'll tell you about She started right off, the day off with one of those, you know. What did I say? What, it's, it's like a bait and switch joke. She does the, you oh, do yeah. those, you're the queen of the bait and switch. Dude, and she had me. I hear me. the music, so tell me about the diaper. I'm not He's telling you. I'm, saving, I'm holding it over your head for dinner. We love Wendy Liebman. Check out her uh, her yeah. blog, LMAO with Wendy Liebman. I, Is that how you get yeah, there? LMAO, W-W-W at blogspot.com. I want to talk we'll to you about link. marketing, my dear. And, uh, <laughs> you're I, way more talented than your marketing ability. Uh, Wendy? I'm not a good no, business person. Yeah. Better at the show. No wonder the doctor fired you and told you to get into comedy. And uh, we have to... <laughs> and also coming up next... Three to four. What? Brad and Adam welcome funny man impressionalist Jeff Richards to the show. That's coming up next. An impressionalist. Three to four. I never, I never heard of that word. I never heard an impressionalist. impressionalist? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that she didn't get it right. She's new. To, she's new to the business. It's impressionist. <laughs> I started as an impressionist. Like Rich Little, he was my idol until I reading, met him. I'm just reading. <laughs> I do only two. What? I do only two. Let me hear your impressions this before is we go. Lois from Family Guy. Peter. That's Lois. <laughs> and then here's Camilla from The Sopranos. Tony. It's the same voice. <laughs> Let me close my eyes and do it again. I want to see if I can hear the difference. Pita. So Wendy Liebman, she'll be bringing impressions all over the country. She's an impressionist now. I just want to make sure I read that right. Impression. It's not an impressionalist. You didn't. That's why we both got on it, because it's, it's an impressionist. And that would be a show I'd want to Got hear. It. And they're coming on next? Because I yeah, love impressions. I still love Anyway, uh, we will be back next week. Who's our guest next week? Uh, Karen McCullough. She wrote, yeah, she's great. She wrote uh, Legally Blonde, 10 Things I Hate About You, The Ugly Truth, and many, many more. And nice. she and I just played a scavenger hunt together, and it was very risque. So I am so excited <laughs> to have her going to bring that show. to the show next week? I don't know. <laughs> yes. You're going to table it? Case I take you out to dinner I'm like, to, like I'm doing. You won't take me out to dinner. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's it. Well, he will, you, but you have off, to. Off the air, you're going to get it. I hope they keep the cameras rolling. He'll bring you, but you have to bring the merch. Yeah. <laughs> bring the merch. We're going to sell merch at dinner. at dinner. Another clever marketing idea. Why not? Who would have thought of that? Hey, I, I, all right. Anyway, Wendy Lehman, you were great. You're Thank still you. my favorite comic of all time. Thank you. You're amazing. I shouldn't have said that again. Because the comedians are listening, going, I thought I was your favorite, but uh, the hell with it. Wendy's my favorite. Go see her wherever wow. she is. Yeah, he said that to me privately. I can vouch for that. I did, yeah. My heart's she, racing. She's always been my favorite. <laughs> I love Wendy Lieberman. you got to go see her. She's the only person okay, I ever went to their special. I'll go to dinner. <laughs> as long as you fawn over me. You fawn over me like that, I'll go to dinner. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for being with us, and we'll, we'll see you next week. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.